Welcome to Fate Moon Archive, a podcast about waiting through 20 years of Type Moon. I'm your host, Fen. Joining me is... I'm Ben Enns. And also joining us is... <laughs> my name is Kate, my pronouns are she, her, and I have a better microphone than last time. I figured that we would say our pronouns because we had a guest, so that the guest wasn't the only one giving pronouns. Uh, okay. Fayfair for me. Okay, yeah, she, they for me. It's about um, normalizing So we forgot to... We are tight on time, and by tight, I mean we have a hard out at 6 p.m. Our it hard is currently out. 2.07. Uh, this is... This, this is a, the shortest episode ever, unless we decide to skip our hard out, which... I would call it a soft out. That's four hours. And we can record for so fucking long. Um, I do want to say, uh, you know, I know we, we have limited time, so I can't go on for the, about this for too long, but I do want to say that our heart out is watching a stream about Fate Grand Order that we already know all the things that are going to be announced, but we're going to watch it anyway. Yeah, because it's fun. Yes, yes, it is fun. Happy Castoria to anyone who celebrates. Um... So we're going to be finishing up the fate route, uh, talking about the epilogue. Um, they're kind of two epilogues uh, and our general thoughts on, th- on the route. Uh, but before we get there, we have two things. One, we have a few things. We ran out of time last time to ask Kate what yes. uh, her image song is. Yes, this is important. Kate, do you want to tell us about your image song? Absolutely. I have two. We're doing this for everyone. Did we talk... Have we explained this concept? I this mean, time? The, within the time period where we were doing Fate Stay Night? Probably not, right? I think so. Okay. So, at the end of Tsukihime, all of the main character girls get together and share their... Uh, in, like, a, a wrap-up, like, kind of out-of-character epilogue thing. They all get together and share their image songs. Like, a song that uh, represents them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so we decided some, do you remember who asked us the question? I do not. I can't remember either, but one, one of our lovely listeners, you know who you are, asked, um, what our image songs would be. And we decided it would be fun to ask all of our guests that. And then we immediately forgot for Kate. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Until I had it all late. planned out and everything and you never uh-huh. asked. So Kate, now, now that we have also not enough time please tell us your image song okay it depends on what i'm in if i'm in something that's like cute and slice of life it's go small by seeming which is a song about like the world is too big the world is too complicated there's too much and it's too stressful and sometimes you gotta focus on the little things you have control over and not worry about like the greater arc of everything that's happening right now just Hmm. do the thing that you need which Mm -hmm. is important and a good reminder for me sounds like saber could use that honestly yes uh (laughs) if it's a less pg source material (laughs) then it's uh flesh by simon curtis which is entirely about wanting someone to fuck you up and handle you roughly Hmm. like blatantly i'm just like mm-hmm. yes i'm here for this this is a vibe mm, i don't know either of these songs mm. Mm-hmm. i'll send them to you mm-hmm. later obviously uh-huh no we don't have time for a listening party now <laughs> Ben, what's with the worried look on your face 
I don't know how Gmail works. <laughs> how do you remove stuff from your inbox? Fen, slapping her little paws on the keyboard. I've never done this before. What is a computer? <laughs> um, oh, there's... Okay, I found it. What are you trying to do? Uh, archive stuff out of our inbox so that we can uh, only talk about... Okay. You've got the, the questions. I, I had a Twitter. Someone send us a question over uh, DMs. So I have that written down at the bottom of our notes, too. Yeah. Okay. So we'll cover questions and stuff at the end. Yes. Okay. So for Thank you. those of you who didn't listen to our Tsukihime stuff, well, I guess this is a little different, actually. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, because we're covering the epilogue, too. It's not yeah. just pure discussion. Yeah. Um, we both as i said at the end of last episode both to give us a little bit of time and also uh to to like a little bit of time to relax and also to to make sure that we have time to just kind of give our thoughts on the route as a whole mm-hmm. uh there's not really a great place to do that while we're going through it yeah um uh we book an entire episode just to like talk about the route and how we felt because you know we needed more time to talk about how we feel about things we talked very differently yes in episodes I'm like just this than we, teasing. um but usually before, we're very succinct before we get there we have yuri tea time we do have yuri tea time do i have a tagline for yuri tea time you usually say something about let's sip some tea or something but then i said something about it being like sip the dish the tea or something like that and i think you stopped using it because we were self-conscious oh right no and then i came up with uh yeah have has okay anyway um so (laughs) we're giving up Ben and I, as we said a while ago, watch seasonal anime. Mm-hmm. Um, Kate, do you watch any seasonal anime? Not really. I have trouble just, like, sitting down and watching a thing. It's hard. Mm. It is. Me and Fen make a habit of it on purpose. Yes. This stems mm. from when we lived in different uh, states and we needed a date night. So we would uh, watch seasonal anime every Tuesday. Oh, that we makes watch- sense. I will forever remember that uh, Other Side season. Picnic and Wonder Egg Priority were Wonder the Egg two. Wonder Egg Priority, somehow one of the shows we talk about the most on this podcast, despite not being very good at all. <laughs> it's very bad, uh, but it sure did, like, stick with me, at least. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, no, both of us talk about it all the fucking time on this podcast. Okay, so, uh, we watched three, four, four... Four shows last season. Right. I, I hardly count Spy X Family. Because um, we watch it on a different day. Yeah. So we watched... Uh, oh, did wait, is it watch? five? Because of Kaguya? Oh. Okay, Kaguya barely counts. Uh-huh. Um, we, we, came, we started watching Kaguya like two episodes before it ended. What's the, We should have written out an order. Let's start with... Uh, let's start with Kaguya, because that's the least seasonal. We burned through all three seasons of Kaguya. Uh-huh. In that's time pretty to, good. to have to wait for the last episode. Yes. Do you want to... I'll do the pitch on Kaguya. Uh, yeah, sure. Or do you want to? I'll, I'll try. Uh, student council president is a boy. He's very good at academics. Uh-huh. Student council vice president is a girl. She's very good at everything, uh, <laughs> except that she's second in academics to him. Um... They like each other, but 
as the intro to, to the first several episodes goes, like whoever confesses first in love loses. Uh-huh. Um, and so it's a show about uh hilarious misunderstandings and desperately trying to get each other to confess to. Um and uh yeah, it's it's a show about romance. It's yeah. a show about romance, uh very funny. Uh-huh. I'm gonna say it it, it there are moments like any good comedy show it knows when to like kind of put down the jokes and be like okay this is a touching scene mm-hmm. and uh if you knew there was a punchline coming at the end none of this would land mm-hmm. so this is just going to be a like fun romance scene uh-huh uh but it is for the most part uh outlandish jokes i yeah. think at the end of both season one and two the entire school gets destroyed uh-huh uh yeah, it's like the two main characters, Kaguya and Miyuki, are trying to do like tenth dimensional chess to force the other one to slip up into admitting that they have feelings for the other so that they can taunt the other and then also go out with them because they both like each other. Mm-hmm. It's very silly. It's very fun. Um. Okay. Second, Spy Family. Whoa. I guess you. How did did you enjoy it, Fan? Yeah, I said, that, I said it was very funny. Uh, there is more coming, I think. That's an unfinished show. Yeah, there's more coming. I think uh, season three is about halfway. It sounds like the manga is about to wrap up. Mm-hmm. And season three is about halfway through. Ben is... is not allowed to read the manga until we are do- out of anime to watch. Uh, that's what Ben thinks. I'm <laughs> I'm going to take your computer away from you. Um. Secondly, we watched Spy Family. Which Spy is... Family. Spy Family. Spy X Family. It's, it is spelled Spy X Family. Yes. It is pronounced Spy Family. The X is silent. Okay, I guess they're called GIFs, too. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that there are people who believe that. They're wrong. <laughs> um, Spy Family is... Yeah, you can... I gave the pitch for Kaguya. You okay, I'll take a turn. Uh, Spy X Family is a show about a fake family who all have different reasons to lie and manipulate the people around them, but in a fun way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like, I think we've kind of given a pitch on this before when we first started watching it, right? Yeah, I think so. Uh, it's like a broadly like Cold War Germany-esque kind of setting, but like none of the, none of the like real world like baggage that comes with that or tries to avoid having too much baggage mm-hmm. basically a spy from one country is infiltrating another country to stop a, a evil person in the government from uh starting another war mm-hmm. he in order to do that he needs to get close to the guy which he can only do through his like uh eight-year-old kid or six-year-old kid six-year-old, six-year-old yeah so he is this spy is tasked with sourcing a wife and child getting into a prestigious academy, uh, getting her, the kid, into a prestigious academy, and uh, getting her to get together enough academic ad- ad- like adulations to get into a secret club so that he can meet this guy finally and make contact and start working him, right? Mm-hmm. And he ends up picking a, a five-year-old girl who is too young for the school, who is pretending to be six because she is a telepath, and is reading his mind and using it to uh, trick him into thinking that she's the right kid for the job, basically. Yes. Uh-huh. Great kid. Fantastic girl. 
Mm-hmm. She's got little hair horns. She's got pink hair. She's very cute. Uh, and then through a series of uh, happenstances, he ends up with a person who is uh, a woman who is single and needs a, a boyfriend so that she doesn't get picked up by the secret police who are suspicious of single women. Yes. But also, it is because she is an assassin <laughs> with a uh, line of bodies a mile long behind her. And so she's trying to cover up her activities with a fake husband. Mm-hmm. She's also just a nice person. They're all nice people, is the thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this fake family gets together and has to weather the storm of whatever comes towards them, etc., etc. Uh, and also the uh, wife and husband are kind of falling in love. Yeah. And they actually care about Anya, the little girl. It is turning into a real family. I think yeah. the, the manga is a pretty snappy comedy. Yeah. The show, uh, I don't want to say drops that, but exchanges snappy comedy for uh, kind of like laid back pacing. Yeah. Um, it's a lot more, not quite slice of life, but it's a lot more relaxed in its pacing definitely it's still got it's still comedy it's still funny yes but the jokes are further in between and it kind of like it's more decadent maybe i think the you know what i mean there's an interesting like um i have not read kaguya yet um i know that it it is interesting talking about these back to back in terms of um uh i think they're both adaptations that significantly modify the source material Uh um because what what spy family does is kind of take individual chapters um that are you know like 30 pages long Mm -hmm. and make them a a full 25 minute episode yeah uh which there are not enough jokes in 25 pages to make a 25 minute episode like snappy and funny Mm -hmm. um and so, it, yeah, it, it is like a much more relaxed pacing. Yeah. That um, just kind of moseys along. They're also making more of this. Yes. This is a thing. If they if they keep that pattern of like stretching chapters out that long, like, wow, this could go on a long time. Speaking of things that they're making more of, Ben, uh, we finished the first season of Birdie Wing yesterday. Mm. That's not a season finale. <laughs> no, no. That's like a... Uh, I, um, I wouldn't even call it a mid-season finale. I no. wouldn't call it anything. I would call it an episode in a series of episodes. Yeah. Um, Birdie Wing is a story about golf. Uh, Birdie Wing, Golf Girl's Story, I guess, is the subtitle. Uh-huh. So, you know, it's a, it's a story about... Um, well, the main character is Eve, or Evangelion. Evangelion? That's her full name, right? Wait, no, no, it is not. It's like Evan- even Evangeline. Evangeline, I think. Okay, not Evangelion, <laughs> as in Neon Genesis. I was like, wait no. a minute, really? It um, totally threw me. Birdie Wing is about Eve. She is poor and plays uh, black market golf or like underground, underground golf, underground illegal gambling golf, and also uh sometimes wears ma- like masks and imitates professional golfers and plays their tournament for them yeah uh the first nine episodes are about mafia golf um fantastic nine episodes great nine episodes it's a constantly escalating series of like wild shit that happens and then uh episodes 10 through 13 
uh, take a step back from that and go, hey, but what if Eve one? Okay, Eve is like twenty three. Uh, she looks like she's twenty three. Uh-huh. Uh, she's a- apparently fifteen. What if she was fifteen? Um, and so she should go to school. Yeah, and it suddenly turns into a, a, like a, a sports school anime. Uh, um, I think the thing that one yeah the the change from constantly escalating mafia golf to some people die in that oh now it's a now it's a sports anime at a at a normal high school a politician was assassinated with a rocket launcher uh-huh <laughs> uh is is an interesting shift in tone um i think i will say also there were uh, i have seen a lot of people saying oh my gosh birdie wing is so gay uh both Ben and I kind of don't agree, really. Uh, on, what, on what it is. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about this with our next one as well. But uh-huh. um, I think, so, I... I think it's having its cake and eating it, too. There's, there is a, like, uh, you could look at most sports anime, most battle shonen, and go, like, you could read into friendships or rivalries and say ah yes i could imagine those two having a romantic thing mm-hmm. outside of what what the text of this show yeah. and that to me is uh the first 12 episodes of birdie wing is uh-huh. uh sure you could read into their relationship that those two have romantic feelings for each other mm-hmm. the text does not imply this at all it merely says they want to play golf against each other yeah um which is like yeah sure i guess like if you want to if you want to read queerness into that go wild Uh but none of it is in the show um well except for episode 13 which Uh then does like okay one of them is a lesbian the other one is she's never gonna say the thing about it is that we're not gonna go into too much detail about how this ends but the thing about what this show is doing is that it's throwing chum into the water for lesbians and then it's just nothing is ever gonna come of it you know what i mean the one girl will always hold the other girl at arm's length if i'm wrong that's whatever i don't mind being wrong in this case it's just this is how this kind of anime functions you know it's the same thing where they put in like uh like male intimacy to your to like yaoi bait people you know what i mean this is the i uh it's like the one girl yeah she definitely reads it as a lesbian but is it going to mean anything in the show or be explored at all beyond like jokes about them flirting no i don't think so no yeah um which is like fine it's fine i just don't like overhyping this kind of i am not i'm not trying to say if you read queerness into things it's bad i had a oh no i had a discussion with uh in a discord that i'm in um with some people about prom air and like or and in general a it can be exhausting for me personally uh to see people point at something and go wow isn't this so queer uh aren't these characters so gay and then i watch the thing and i'm like I mean, sure to you, but that's entirely you reading into like, you know, three moments uh in this in this twelve episode show, uh, and I didn't get any of that uh-huh. from it. Um The only gay thing about Premier was all the queers in the audience cheering. <laughs> uh-huh. That was- Guilty is charged. 
Yeah, no, I was there too. I I saw that in theater. That's one of the last movies I saw in theaters. Yeah. Um which is like again, I think it is it is it is fun and fine to read into things and to uh like create relationships that aren't there. I just wish people wouldn't This is for me specifically. I wish people wouldn't sell me shows as being queer that then I watch and I'm like, "Oh, so you mean that there is enough here for you to construct a story uh even if none of that is in the show itself yeah it's like it's whatever it's people's personal relationship with these works is completely separate from you know what i mean you can read whatever you want to whatever you want you know yeah. and i don't believe i i've said this before i don't really believe in like good queer representation because i think that's way too broad mm-hmm. to like be a meaningful category you know yeah but i just like it is tough when someone's like oh no 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 you you got you gotta see this because it's like legitimately and explicitly about queer characters and then like oh yeah yeah it's like oh yeah they cpr kiss yeah <laughs> or something like that and like oh yeah sure there's a heart in the which background is like, oh like, yeah but... and they're good friends and they're very good and they have like which is like a okay of cool yeah. the naruto is textually gay if Promare is so people are gonna you're gonna get some weird people in your mentions fun for talking about naruto <laughs> DM me. <laughs> DM me. Well, let's fight about Sasanaru. Um, Here, let me get my roommate in on this. Uh, speaking of... Well, so, yes. This section is called Yuri Tea Time. Yes. Because we talk about Yuri a lot. Speaking of things that are, I would argue, textually gay, even if uh, both Ben and I would love it if they were more textually uh-huh. gay. Uh, Executioner and her way of life. This is my turn, fun. I get to explain this. I don't... Yeah, you can... What? I don't believe that you're going to give this one... uh... Okay. This one's good. I had fun with this one. I didn't end up rating it as high on my personal list as I was, like, hoping to, because I think that the production is kind of uh, rough, and it just kind of ends, you Mm -hmm. know? But the basic pitch about this is uh, a boy gets isekai'd into a, like, fantasy world. Uh, he is thrown, like, he's summoned by some, like, suspicious nobles. He gets thrown out of the castle because he, do- he, he doesn't have as cool an isekai power as they were hoping for. He meets up with this priestess who is like, oh, I, I can take care of you. I help take care of, uh, lost ones. Is that what they call them? Mm-hmm. People who come from specifically this uh, particular era of modern Japan. It's always the same era of Japan. Yeah. And it's always Japanese kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, she brings him to her church, uh, asks him to show her, her pa- his powers. He uses his powers, which is to erase anything. Uh, and he blows a hole in the church and starts giving us little thing about how finally no one's going to be able to bully him. And then she stabs him in the head because she's an executioner. And her job is to kill Iseki kids before they become an existential threat. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Yeah. That's a fun twist. Yeah. It's not really a twist. It's like, it's the twist of the the plot, right? It happens in the first episode. It happens in the first episode. The guy, the kid is dead almost immediately. And then she goes on to be the main character. Menno is the name of the executioner. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she gets embroiled in this, uh, a series of plots and like, uh, subterfuges. She ends up finding out that the the nobles who were trying to overthrow the church, the church is very powerful in this world, summoned two Iseki kids 
she goes to capture the other Iseki kid and then bring her somewhere she can be disposed of. Finds an opportunity, stabs this girl in the head. What's, what's her name? Akari? Akari. She stabs Akari in the, in the back of the neck. And Akari's power is time. Mm-hmm. So she rewinds to being perfectly healthy, not remembering what Menno just did to her. Yep. So she can't be killed. Yes. Also, every time these kids use their powers, they become uh, stronger and lose their memories more until they become a monster, basically. Do they become stronger? Yes, their powers increase every time they use them. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Ah, uh, Skyrim. <laughs> yes, yes, they get they level up. Yeah. Um. So, she ends up on this pilgrimage to try and find a way to kill this girl who is deeply, deeply infatuated with her. Mm-hmm. And very obviously so. Uh, while she is like, oh, I gotta kill this kid. I really gotta kill this kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a basic pitch. Yeah. Yeah, um, this is based on a light novel series. For, from what all, all I hear is very gay. It's a it's a Yuri. Yes, mm-hmm. I've heard some of the world building is also like very kind of explicitly gay. That's interesting. Um, which doesn't didn't really come through in the show. No, uh, I think the show is probably, if not toned down, it is such a small slice of what the the thing actually is that uh, this is. I brought up a lot of the queerness is subtext. I brought up other side picnic. Because uh, the show does the actually same a thing. very good example of like, oh, uh, relationships take time to develop and um, like become more than just uh, like flirting, mm-hmm. and uh, certainly Yuri, but in general, like kind of middling light novels aren't going to get more than one season. Yeah, and so you get the like, oh, okay, these two like each other. Yeah. Guess or, we're not going to see it go anywhere. This or, is, to in, compare it to Birdie Wang, uh, Akari very clearly likes Menno. Menno has no emotions about her whatsoever besides I need to kill her. Until the end, she certainly has some kind of attachment to her, but she's definitely not in a place where she's like, oh, I'm attracted to this girl. Yeah. Uh, I think the the difference for Birdie Wing, and again, the, the last episode of Birdie Wing slightly changes this a little bit, um, is the way that, uh, like... The thing about Birdie Wing is most of the time, Owie and Eve say, I want to play golf against you. Mm-hmm. That is it. That is all they say. Yep. They're not like, oh, and also I have romantic feelings, which mm-hmm. I don't need a character to say. Uh, We're, we've been playing Blue Reflection. It's nice when the girls say it, though. Yes. Yes. Blue Reflection 2. It's really nice when the girls actually come out and say it. Um, But it's like, I don't, I don't need that kind of like didacticness to say oh this show is queer mm-hmm. um it is sufficient for me at least to to have akari saying like i want to spend my life with you i want to but in an like intimate way mm-hmm. <laughs> uh i just got out of the bath i want to sleep with you <laughs> yeah she does invite her into the bath once right yeah the um, thing about it is that it's just not really what the show is interested in. You know what I mean? No. The show, well, the show, the show like, is interested ultimately in Ultimately, what Akari wants is to be murdered by men. Yes. Not Which in is, a romantic way. It, just to be killed. That's a that's a romance. That's <laughs> romance, Ben. That's romance and you know it. Okay. But, like, the framing of it isn't very romantic. Okay. I think it is. I don't think so. Here. Like, I'll watch it's like this a whole and I'll be the tiebreaker. Uh-huh. I don't even... My problem with it ultimately isn't that I think that I'm being scammed out of uh, Yuri. No, I'm being scammed out of Yuri by capitalism. (laughs) 
uh-huh. in that uh, I just wish it would go further with it. I wish that there was. I wish that first of all that it looked, frankly, had a better budget and didn't look yeah bad. It looks really bad. At this times. is my problem with both Executioner and Other Side. Picnic. Like they deserve so much better than the treatment they get. Uh, I wish that it had a better budget, mm-hmm. and I wish that it uh, would get further in the story. Well, or you know yeah, I mean? it's like, the thing of I wish. Uh, there is a the show covers what I assume is two light novels. Yeah, because there is a there is a mid core finale. I have other complaints about the like villains in the show, and I think the villains are far and away the least interesting part of the premise. Yeah, um, but yeah, I think that there is a. What and I, I was what, a better villain than any villain introduced. I think it looks fine. What I would really love. And I read a lot of uh, ongoing comics. Yes. But what I would really love, or ongoing manga, is uh, if stuff, um, if stuff was just a story mm-hmm. that had a beginning and a middle and an end, and yeah. then when it ended, it was over. <laughs> that would be nice, isn't it? That's just not really how manga is made most of the time. Or apparently light novels. Uh-huh. Uh Because they're basically the same thing. Yeah. They're written to just kind of like... Oh yeah, I like these characters. Let's keep going. Yeah. Um it's yeah, again, the like mid-season finale and then the finale finale uh are both okay. Uh we wrapped up that thing. Anyway, here's the setup for the next one. Um, yeah. And it's like it's fine. It's just First uh big villain introduced is so bad. We've been watching Madoka as well. Best uh, to ever do it. <laughs> no, and it's that's the like, fucking show. Oh, this is 12 episodes, and it tells a story. This rules. What a fucking show Madoka is. Even even something like Bakemonogatari, I think, the unfortunately, the harem nature of that mm-hmm. uh, lends itself really well to self-contained stories that, ju- that, that uh, start, have content, and then end. I like that better than a series of major, like, Short stories are more fun. The short story format is more fun to me than like the Dragon Ball Z style, like huge arcing arcs. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? This not, is not to dig on Dragon Ball Z, but like lots of shows do it like that. You know I think what I mean? The, the initial pitch on Executioner is, oh, uh, uh, she has to kill isekai Japanese people. Uh huh. Um, and I think, yeah, I think that there's a really fun version of that. Mm-hmm. That is, oh, and it's a new one every week. Or like, uh, oh, uh-huh. or like, oh, uh, you know, like, you know, two or three episode arcs that are a bunch of different murders that she has to do. That could be fun. Um, like a detective. But there is, there is something, uh, that is like nice. If you find something that you like that is ongoing, that is well written, uh, it is nice to kind of constantly have new stuff. You know what it would be? It would be a really incredible, like, video game of setting up, uh, like, serial killer murders of Iseki kids. Yeah. That's what it could be. Fantasy Hitman. <laughs> yeah, it would be fan- a g- excellent fantasy Hitman. Um, anyway, we have to... We have to get moving. We have to get moving. We can't... Let's... It's been a long time since Kate's been allowed to talk, so let's do Kate's next and then get to the future anime. We still have Healer Girl. Fuck! We real, real quick. Girl. Real quick. Healer Girl is about girls who um, do healing, which is singing. Uh, some kind of 
nebulous like what exactly they can the limitations of the magic singing is very very unclear in that show i think the pitch on healer girl is it's musical anime yeah it's basically Um, musical it's like cute girls singing uh it's like one of the most disney feeling or like pixar like musical shows that i've ever seen musical plays have been around forever ben (laughs) it's something about the design of the characters and the way it feels is very like not not even specifically disney but like that style of american musical is what it feels like to me like american musical cartoon i guess i don't i'm not even saying it derogatorily but i hate disney don't get me <laughs> wrong but like that kind of thing is popular i could totally understand and like i'm not saying that it's that in a bad way i'm saying that it has like a, a vibe to it that i have not seen in a lot of anime yeah. it's moe girls who sing yeah um, it's something about the way that they sing too. The songs are very like uh could be in a Pixar movie. Well, I think it it is like yeah, it's like a kids show. Yeah. Is it's very episodic. Uh-huh. Um Yeah. Uh, uh but Fen, it's very gay, don't you know? The one girl is in love with her teacher. Anyway, yeah, it was good. I'm kidding. That's like I'm not uh, it makes it sound like a different anime when I put it like that. I'm not here to say it's like, oh, it's the best anime we watched. I think it... Uh, the Unfortunately, the finale for Birdie Wing made me go like, oh, right, this show's good sometimes. I'm still fine on, um, on Birdie Wing. I rated... I, Healer Girl is pretty low on my list. The Healer like, Girl is the, the worst show that we watched, but that's like... It was enjoyable it was to watch. I would watch enjoyable. again. Yeah. Like, there's just not much there besides like, oh, that was fun to watch. Pretty. Pretty, yeah. It's, like, interesting... Uh, the designs are cute. Yeah, it is not, like, oh, amazingly well animated. Um, I think partially because the key animation was done by one person on almost all of the episodes. Uh, which is impressive. Uh-huh. Not not one individual person doing every episode, but one person per episode. Hmm. Um. Anyway, Kate, yeah, what did you bring? So, Kate, you're not bringing anime. You're bringing us something else. I have a manga. You're not watching seasonal. No, I have a manga. Um, I can try to do justice to the name. It's Batsuichi de Nakimushi na Otonori-san. Uh, it's fan translated as My Divorced Cryberry Bee Neighbor. And it is het, but my feelings about it are very yuri. Um, that's valid. We say that kind of shit a lot on here. Uh, that's a very funny title. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not the, not the wildest title I've ever seen, but like, it's very goofy. I mean, it's valid, cause the thing is, the, like, there is a male lead, but he's so two-dimensional that he's, you know how in some manga you'll have a different style for background characters like they're sketchier and less detailed and just sort of uh-huh. like wait we're Faceless. playing fate the male lead is drawn in tiger dojo style and oh. the female lead is drawn in like actual fate style so to speak uh-huh. uh and the vibe is basically that she's a recent divorcee who like every flashback we get of her marriage and every time it comes up her whole thing is just she wanted to be appreciated she wanted 
she wanted her husband to like recognize that he that she was working so hard and that she was doing things for him and apparently he did none of that um and so the whole premise is like she moves into this new apartment building and her next door neighbor who's i think younger i don't i don't recall if they actually do ages and kind of just like a jock goof just you know the kind of person who just sort of slides through life and doesn't really ever worry about anything? He doesn't really get caught up in stuff. He's just kind of doing his thing. He's just kind of living his life. Um, yeah, no, he's just he's just some guy. Not in the, like, oh, yes, he's a shut-in, relatable nerd, but, like, he's generic central casting dude. Um, and she starts, like, cooking for him and stuff, and he's like... This is so good. You did such a good job with this. I appreciate it. And, like, she cries a lot, not because uh-huh. she's so sad, but she because she's like, somebody actually praised me. And I'm like, oh, my God, I need to hold her and pet her head so badly. But- this has a very funny element to it where it feels very, um... Like, the concept of, like, porn for women is a man just complimenting you. <laughs> oh my god. No, yeah, no, you're right. It's pretty much uh-huh. that. It's, and, like, it does actually go somewhere, which is cool. Like, uh-huh. the point I'm at, they've moved in together. They needed new places, and they were like, well... Or he needed to move for his job, and he's like, uh, do you want to come with me and she's like uh-huh. i have never wanted anything more in my entire life uh-huh it's very good it makes me happy hmm. well that sounds cute yeah it's... i don't know if i would um i don't know if it's quite my vibe i guess my thing is that uh is always that i need a little bit of a little bit of spice yeah to really enjoy a thing yeah no especially it's... if it's hat it's very sweet it's very fluffy there's no mm-hmm. real like, the closest we get to drama is that she's got feelings for him. Like, big, oh shit, this is what I've always wanted, feelings for him. And, like, he likes having her around, and he clearly likes mm. her and cares about her, and they do start dating because he's like, well, if you're moving in with me, we should do this properly. Um, But... It's hard to tell whether he has feelings for her, too, and we're not seeing them because the manga is so focused on her internality, mm-hmm. or if he's just that fucking dense, which is entirely possible given the rest of his character. I see, I see. But yeah, no, it, <laughs> it's cute fluff, there's no real drama, there's no real stakes, but it's nice to just, like... I guess on some level, I like seeing a person who's been through some shit getting to go, mm-hmm. oh, I'm happy. This is nice. I'm like, yes, ideal. Thank you. This is food mm. for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fun. That's fun. That's all. That's all. All right. Fan? Real quick, we haven't watched any of these yet, so we're just going to say the shows that we are hoping are good this season. Yeah, we could give like a one sentence summary of each of them. La Chorus Recoil. Moe Girls with Guns. <laughs> it's about nationalism and police states. <laughs> uh-huh. um, I'm sold. Yure Deco. 
Wait, wait, no. Give us the other gun one. Okay. Prima Doll. It's about robots who work in a maid cafe who used to be battle, like, in a war. Yes. Moe girls with guns, Ben. I'm Robot extremely Moe girls sold with guns. on this. That's oh the theme God. of this season. Yeah. Uh, it's a great season if you like Moe girls with guns. Uh-huh. Uh, Yurei Deko, which uh-huh. is uh, Science Saru. It looks good. No idea what it's about. Yeah. We're gonna give it a shot. And Call of the Night. Which is about a vampire? I think the thing is, like, there's a, a hot vampire girl. There's a boy who wants to become a who wants to become a vampire because he's obsessed with immortality, and he kind of hangs out with her. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure. The girl looks cool. I'm gonna give it a shot because of that. Uh, I do wonder what's up with that hairstyle lately. I feel like I've seen that a lot more in anime. It's like what? the like long braids curled up so that they're like loops. You know what I mean? Like. Leia. like tied up above the ear like leia hairstyle no or like a wait. like a open hoop of hair the hair loopies sorry not leia the other one leia's mom Amidala. that's what yeah she did that. yeah she okay. did do that okay yeah. i'm thinking the the things i can think of are runa from other side picnic shout outs my girl <laughs> um and then this girl mm. uh but i feel like i've seen it a few other places lately in anime Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know if it'll be any good, but, you know, eh. I feel like there's nothing this season that I'm super excited about. I'm, I'm tentatively the excited. The recoil I've heard is good because the first episode came out. Yeah. Or I hear it starts good. So I'm ready to be sold on it. Yeah. Um, yeah, the firm, the most of what I've seen is it is critical of nationalism and police states uh-huh. which is like cool yeah. and i like girls uh you like i hope girls, uh, yes. if if this se- if we can say that this season's theme is moe girls with guns uh because there's two of them this season i hope we get one more show uh along with chainsaw man so that we can call it femdom season <laughs> That's the theme for next season, I hope. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, do we have any more Yuri to talk about? I think that's no. probably it. One of these days, Fen, we're going to have to, once we've caught up on everything, we're going to have to do like a a full talk over of uh, the Monogatari series. Not like, oh. just like our thoughts oh, in general. <laughs> yeah. I would do a bonus episode of that. Yeah, I would have to. That would get me to read all of the uh-huh. the light novels. There's a lot of interesting stuff in that uh, train wreck. It'd be a I'm having a good time. Episode, ben. Yeah, <laughs> this is the. Uh, I could go on for twelve hours about it. You yeah, could. Monogatari is is the definition of um, picking picking out the things you like from something that is like at points extremely morally reprehensible. Yes uh yeah uh-huh it's rough stuff in there there's some really good stuff oh, that is yeah. like incredibly enjoyable and then there's a lot of oh hey aren't 11 year olds hot <laughs> there's way too much oh, of that no. in a lot of anime but it's particularly bad in this one yeah oh no yeah. i said this last night when i was reading the light novel where i felt like the the novels are more obviously lambasting that kind of thing in that kind of trend in anime Mm -hmm. even if it's not a i think a particularly successful one 
than the anime, which is just wholeheartedly embracing that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. 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 There is good stuff in there, though. Epilogue. Okay, okay. You know, the art style to that, Kate, is way different than I thought it was going to be. Really? Also, her boobs are enormous. Her boobs are yeah, enormous. she has the biggest boobs in existence. This is a fact. They're huge. This is not true, but... She looks a lot more like a shut-in than I thought she would. I thought she was going to look a lot more like a mom. Oh, no, she's, at, like, she's got mom vibes, but she's very much just sort of, like, she starts extremely depressed, shut-in, doesn't mm-hmm. want to interact with society. Alright. We, we all have, have finished Fate's Day Night. Yes. Let's go over the epilogue. Because we read that for this time. It's pretty short. Shiro wakes up in the shed like a little freak. (laughs) Sakura's here. What? Sakura's waking him up. What? Sakura's back? Sakura's back. Yeah. I remember her. She's the other girl from this game, right? We see the same uh, CG that we see at the beginning. Yeah, from the very beginning. It's It's like a mirror of that original scene. Uh, She's normal. Nothing has changed for her, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, every, the house has kind of turned into a hangout zone for a lot of different kinds of colorful characters. Yeah, it seems like, like, Saber and Rin and Ilya staying there has meant that, uh, now that Rin and Saber are no longer there, Taiga and Sakura can move in. Yeah. No, they're not moved in, but they're there constantly, like normal. Yeah. Wait. They're not moved in. Ilya lives with Tyga. Yeah. Okay. Tyga lives with so, uh, her grandfather. I had uh-huh. to read this very. I had I spent most of this morning re- finishing Lamorte d'Arthur. We'll have an interesting conversation uh, about that, which I I am very excited to talk about, and I'm very glad that I finished it because there's some like really interesting stuff to talk about in our next section. Uh huh. Um, but I and so I had to burn through this very quickly, uh, literally minutes before this podcast. Let's talk this the thing. Okay. Let's let's go over the situation. Saber is dead, or Saber's back in her own time. Yes. Presumed dead. <laughs> Rin has moved back into her own house. Yes. Uh, Sakura and Taiga have resumed their habit of coming back, ev- coming every day, Showing twice a day for, me for meals. Yes. Okay. Ilya refused to go back to her own country, and uh, her maids are still MIA. Yeah. And thus, uh. Taiga took her, like, adopted her, kind of, it seems like, okay. because she said, thought it was inappropriate for Shiro to be taking care of her. Yes. Not, I, it seems like she didn't ask very many questions about where he got this strange, sassy child from. <laughs> uh, she was just like, uh, well, Ilya, okay. Ilya's on track to become the next boss of Taiga's grandfather's mafia. That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, they get along well in the fe- sense that Ilya just pushes Taiga around constantly. Mm-hmm. I'm not clear on if Ilya is going to school. I don't think I don't It doesn't so. seem like it. Oh, point to, <laughs> one note. Ilya and Sakura are getting along very well in the sense yes. that they bicker constantly but like each other. It's sincerely uh-huh. really cute. Uh, I do like that uh, Sakura and Ilya get along very well. 
in the sense that Ilya help, is helping her get over her brother's death. <laughs> yeah. Which is very funny, because if we remember from before, Ilya murdered him. Yep. You know what? He was such a miserable little piece of shit that he... That Ilya definitely improved Sakura's life by killing him. Yeah, who better, yes. who better to I'm not, her? That was from... That is Shiro believing that Sakura was sad about her brother dying. I'm sure she has complicated feelings about it. But yeah. also... But also, I think that he might be projecting a little. You know, it... Yeah, I know. Shiro definitely likes Shinji more than anyone else in this. Um... I'm sure that part of why Sakura is mixed up about him is because she probably did feel good that he was he just disappeared one day and has mm-hmm. kind of guilt over that. Uh, let's see. Taiga has a motorcycle now. I think it's a scooter. It sounded like a scooter. Scooter. Okay, that's fair. She has a motorcycle license and can scoot as she pleases. <laughs> I mean... Sakura... I was going to say, the image of her riding around on a scooter really fast is way better than the image of her having an actual motorcycle, so I want I think to she's believe. the type who would have a motorcycle, though. She is? Because she, she is a cool mafia girl in all but action. The thing is, she's a- not actually cool enough to pull it off. Like, mm-hmm. I, n- number one Taiga fan, am like, she couldn't actually make it work. She'd want to, but uh, she's too broke. My- my argument is that she would have a really sick motorcycle and pull up and take her helmet off. And people are like, whoa. And then she would talk and everyone would back away because they don't want to talk to her. Oh, my God. That's my theory. See, I'm just imagining her pulling up on, like, this incredible Harley and then mm-hmm. just falling over because it's too big yeah. for her. Yeah, pretty much. Sakura is co-captain of the archery club. Not vice captain, notably. She shares the responsibility in a way that her brother did not. Mm-hmm. It's very funny to me. We're starting a new term. Um, the whole peanut gallery goes. Ilya's riding with Taiga. Does Ilya go to school and hang out with Taiga while she's working? Wait, did she go with her? She went off on the mo- on the scooter. Oh, oh I missed that detail. Pretty sure. Where else would I she go? Shiro just says that she's gone. Not that she went Did with. Ilya just wander off into town? She went to Ilya yeah. Park. That's where she lives. Okay. I mean, she has, like, Yakuza stuff to do, Ben. <laughs> she has people to go, like, she's shake go down back for rent. She's learning yeah. from Raiga. Oh, important detail. Taiga's grandfather is apparently named Raiga. Is that a real name? I don't know if that's a real name. Huh. I don't know. Um, how's Shiro doing? He's Shiro's doing great. He's surprisingly doing pretty well. Yeah, I would describe him as completely unaffected by Saber's death, and also completely unaffected in general. He's like, my goals haven't changed, and I've learned nothing from this whole experience. He, yeah. He mentions feeling... We've got two more roots. He mentions feeling a little bit more mature, but there's uh-huh. not a lot to show us that. Uh-huh. That said, he, yeah, he yeah. does appear to have actually sort of spent some time dealing with Saber's death and not just dr- shrugged it off. Uh-huh. So, yeah, minimal yeah, yeah. credit. I'm being, I'm being a little flippant about him not being affected by Saber's death, although he's very, like, 
she's gone. It's what she wanted. I'm not going to be torn up about it, which I, I can respect. Yeah. The funny bit to me is that he's like, nope, I'm, I still want to be a superhero. I still got to refit to fulfill Kiritsugu's dream. Yeah, I you know. know what I mean? And all that stuff. Not so great yeah. at that part. Nothing on this route convinced him that that was a bad idea. Yeah. I'm sure we'll get there. Are you? He had Archer yell at him a couple of times, but like, that's it. <laughs> I have to cut this, but I think I feel like the arc is that Unlimited Blade Works convinces him it's a great idea, and then uh, Heaven's Feel finally gets him to admit that it's not. <laughs> I was gonna say, are you are you really sure? I'm not sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. I know. I I'm sure that he is going to figure this out by the end of okay. this. This is the arc of his character. Okay. That gives me something to look forward. To. I've I've been argued with about this a lot. <laughs> I simply don't understand until I've played Heaven's Feel. This is uh, yeah. What's we've up? been over this. I I don't. I don't know. I don't want to say that like oh to lodge any criticisms you have to finish a thing. Uh huh. But also I don't think it's fair to like read the first third of a thing and go like. Ah, I understand entirely what themes this is setting up, and therefore it's bad. And okay. I'm not saying this specifically at you. Uh huh. Um, but it is a like, yeah. Sometimes you need to set up something so that you can say, and here's why it doesn't work. Yeah. You can't just. I mean, I know that this is funny coming from Nasu because he loves to set up something and then say, actually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but like, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's fun for characters to have arcs. Yeah. Sometimes you need them to be annoying and I awful, and then they get better. <laughs> my thing, I don't even, I'm not even saying that Shiro's arc is bad. The thing that I'm saying is, I personally think Shiro's a little dillweed, <laughs> and I don't like him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think any amount of a good arc can ever change that. I, I, I'm sure, I might be like, oh yeah, that was an interesting story, but I don't think I'm going to be sold on Shiro as just like a guy. Rin's here. Okay. Yeah. Uh, We've Shiro got a lot of time comments on this. the two of them. He's like, "Oh, funny you're here. Actually, uh, we haven't not been able to run into each other recently." Shiro's getting a head start, or uh, Rin's getting a head start on her route by uh, moving in on Saber's territory now that she's dead. I yeah, there are a couple of reads of this. Mm -hmm. Speaking of reading into things that are not at all textual, uh. I think Rin misses Saber. She definitely oh, definitely. Whether, whatever you could say about um, her, whether or not she's like, how how gay for Saber Rin is in this route, she definitely misses Saber. Mm -hmm. but does she miss uh, Archer? They don't know. They don't bring Archer up. Come up. No. They do talk a lot about Saber, though. Um, They talk about a bunch of stuff. Um... There is a little bit here that's like, oh, Rin, flustered, talking, like, hanging out around Shiro. You know that there's a Rin route coming up next. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it could also just be read uh -huh. as, like, oh, yeah, Rin's Shiro's friend yeah. and is still not used totally. to being friends with anyone. <laughs> it's just a different mode of interaction between a, that, a, a for her. She, like, is suddenly more tsundere, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And I, I think it's a little bit of, like, oh, yeah, you do... You do hope that we go to play the next route, huh? She's so Sundere and part of it. Um, there's a good, there's a good bit where Shiro sort of like 
she's insisting that it's just coincidence, and Shiro makes another comment, or makes a comment about her falling asleep in class, and she's like, just because <laughs> I got up half an hour early doesn't mean I'll fall asleep in class, and then realizes she's just admitted she got up early to to make uh-huh. sure she'd run into him. Very tsundere. It's very good. The Catholics have sent a new priest to clean up after Kotomine's uh, mess, which is very funny. Mm-hmm. Maybe this one oh. doesn't kill children. Hopefully. Maybe. Well, okay, he didn't kill any of them. They just happened to die after he tortured them for ten years okay. or whatever. All right. Technicalities. You're not helping your case, Ben. I do like this bit where Rin's like, Oh, you you seem to be handling Saber being gone pretty well. Uh, you're acting like someone whose goal in life has been achieved, and I'm worried that, that you'll suddenly die because you have no reason to live anymore. Uh-huh. It's very funny. <laughs> he has the vibe of a guy who will die in an accident the next day, which is great. You've got... <laughs> oh. You need to read the line from your notes, Ben. Which one? <laughs> The, no, you have to read it if you oh, want, it, want it read. There's a line in Ben's notes that says, she's acting like if you get your dream, cars come start coming at you like magnets. <laughs> and like... Uh-huh. Stairs, uh, just like cats appear at the top of stairs trying to trip you. <laughs> uh-huh. It's funny because, honestly, I kind of read this differently. Oh, yeah? I was reading it less as her going, oh, Shiro's gotten everything he wanted and like... Now, something terrible is going to happen because narratively something terrible is going to happen. I was reading mm-hmm. it more as the idea of like, you know, uh, it, like now that he's got everything he wanted out of life, he's he doesn't have something he's striving for the same way. Mm-hmm. In the sense that like he might be more prone to accidents because he's not necessarily giving a shit about himself, even more than his not giving a shit about himself. <laughs> yeah, I I thought of it very much in the like, oh, you have uh, basically achieved a li- enlightenment and might just move on to the next life. Yeah. That's the kind of vibe that I had. Yeah. Was There's... less that something bad is going to happen and more that here you are no longer uh, bound to uh, earthly desires. <laughs> yeah, it's not even... Because your uh, girlfriend died. It's not even uh, something bad happening because... It's like he's he no might, longer like he might just not here. wake up tomorrow is kind of what she's mm. saying. Or like uh I think Ben and I have talked about this uh mostly off mic. Um at some some point we'll talk about it on mic as well. Uh there's certainly plenty of stuff that we can talk about. Uh but um there's kind of a like yeah, once you've achieved everything that you need, you're no longer kind of uh background thinking I need to stay alive to do more stuff. Right. You're just like, oh yeah, cool. Couldn't be me. I could die. This is me. It's not like uh-huh. it's not like giving up on life, but it's like, oh, I'm satisfied now. I'm uh-huh. satiated now. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a it's a kind of like, I mean, yeah, sure. Oh, I will keep li- living. I'm not gonna walk in front of a train, but also, if a car happens to hit me, I don't mind. Mm-hmm. We're making a good case for my cardinal sin being greed from not being satisfied. <laughs> We're going to talk about sins in a second, Ben. Uh-huh. Are we? When when we get to, uh, like, whole route stuff. Okay, okay. So, 
they talk about Saber. Shira's like, I'm never going to forget her, but she got the ending she wanted. Uh, there was no use trying to drag her into the like new millennium. You know what I mean? I like a lot that he's like, no, I have no regrets. Yeah. That was the perfect ending. Yeah. yeah, it's what she wanted. There was no way to force it to go longer without doing something bad. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah, like he wanted her to stay. He wanted there to be more there, but I think he finally got his head around you can't do this without being counter to her nature. And he's like, Mm -hmm. this is how it had to go. And I miss her. And I don't like that I'm going to forget her eventually. But Mm -hmm. I'm okay with the way it went because that's how it would ever, how how it was always going to be. They never even took a picture together. They didn't. Damn. It's sad. Shira doesn't own a camera. I mean, yeah. they did go out. Well, maybe maybe Tyga brought one of those, like, Instaprint tiny little camera. You know, the cameras mm. that print tiny little, like, postage stamp photos. Polaroid? Yeah, yeah, Polaroid camera. Then, they did go out on what? that date, which mostly sucked, but maybe there was a photo booth. I think he would have mentioned it. I don't think Shira's smart enough for a photo uh, booth. Also, right. he would have gotten weird about being in a closed space you're with her. You're right. I hate it. <laughs> Um, so disappointing, but you're right. Uh, what was I gonna say? Oh, right, right. This is once again very funny with the with Saber's fate going forward as uh the mascot of the Fate franchise, mm-hmm. uh, who will appear constantly. Mm-hmm. But we'll we'll this will always be something that we talk about. <laughs> Cut to the end, the real end. Say Shira walks up the hill with Rin, and. We get another scene, fan. What's going on? It's the the Battle of Camlan. <laughs> Continuation of the dream is uh, what this the ending is called. Oh, wait, is it? Yeah, I think it comes up in the menu yeah, if you hover. It doesn't over the get card. a title card, but I think that's. Oh, yeah. um, I think golden something is the first scene. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, uh, let's see. So. Um, we're in Bedivere's perspective. That's interesting. That's fun. Yeah. I didn't think we were going to get Bedivere in this, honestly. I, I was not 100% expecting, uh, yeah, I wasn't expecting Bedivere to actually be the knight. Um, like, I knew that he was from, from playing this last time. I was not expecting to read Lamort to Arthur and be like, oh, Bedivere's here. Yeah, uh uh-huh. Yeah, Um, he's, he's... Well, I almost said real. He's from the from the King <laughs> He's Arthur. He's canonical. Real. Yeah, it's uh, also interesting. His design is very Bedivere's similar. Brother, to... not here. <laughs> His design is very similar to what they'll use for Grand Order too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. So right, I'm. 
the thing is is now i'm reading a lot into uh bedivere's dragging arthur away from the battlefield on a horse on a horse or arthur, arthur's on a horse um this is because after battles um people come and steal stuff from the corpses mm-hmm. uh and will just like stab knights who are dying but not quite dead yet mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um just to like pull their uh valuables off of them yep. and so bedivere's like well gotta get away get out of here guys. Nobody's stabbing um, my king. This is this is uh, generalized as the battlefield being swarming with uh, curses. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Instead of and guys, this is also armor. Bedivere believes that Arthur can recover. Yes. Um, which is yeah, it, it is interesting. The pieces of um the story that are in Marta Arthur that are not here that i think would fit really well uh-huh um anyway uh bedivere was the only uh knight who was left um like literally mm-hmm. no everyone on both sides died <laughs> except yeah, uh-huh. for bedivere and arthur or artoria is now dying mm-hmm. um bedivere is a shiro yeah Bedivere is not quite like Shiro in the like superhero sense, but wanted the same things for for uh, Arthur. Mm-hmm. It is it's what he calls her Arthur because he doesn't know that she's yeah. a girl. Um, it is interesting the pieces of uh, the in the future more roundtable nights will show up. Mm-hmm. Um, and reading about Gwen and Tristram is like, oh yeah, you that is a hundred percent their characterization. Uh-huh. And uh, Bedivere just a, literally his only purpose is to show up and be like hey arthur i'm gonna go throw your sword in the lake uh-huh. <laughs> anyway tristram still sad Gwen still loves them big natural <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> um does in lamorte arthur does bedivere do the the return from the lake yeah the repeat thing the three times. uh very different vibe okay um yeah so so bedivere is like oh i wanted to see like I've, I've been near arthur forever because and i i wanted to see uh him smile this I is never have. fate bedivere yeah we gotta we gotta differentiate between yes. the two fate bedivere um and he's like oh she's dying before she gets to be happy we got a we got a nice cg of her lying under a tree mm-hmm uh-huh. Oh yeah, it's a fantastic CG. Uh-huh. There's some good CGs at the end here. Yeah. Just yeah, great CGs. Um uh he says he's going to go fetch the surviving forces to get her treatment, which doesn't make any sense to me. I this think is, that there's again more reading this at the harbor that didn't come to Yeah. Okay, reading this back to back with Lamar Arthur, and I guess I'll go through this piece by piece. Um Lancelot is a month away from showing up at that harbor. They don't have any remaining forces. Interesting. Their entire force died. Uh-huh. It like it is literally the only two there were three survivors in Mort Arthur, although Bedivere's um brother dies trying to move Saber. Uh-huh. Um so it's literally just the two of them. Uh I don't know who he's gonna go grab, I guess. <laughs> King Arthur sympathizers? Are there uh, any of those? I left mean, maybe either? they've got like the baggage train back at the port, which has some people who might be able to Supplies. help. Yeah. Um he's surprised that she's awake. Uh because yeah, she was asleep 
or mm. like had her eyes closed while she was on the horse um and she says that she was having a dream um and she wonders if if she closes her eyes again she can she can see that dream again mm-hmm. which is i yeah. had so many feelings uh-huh. about this bit <laughs> uh-huh yeah he's like yeah totally that's how dreams work saying anything to make her happy and then immediately thinks like if if you could just close your eyes and go back it's not a dream mm-hmm. um uh yeah so arthur says hey take excalibur throw it in the water uh-huh um this is an interesting difference bedivere uh does it and he's like he he try he goes to the lake mm-hmm. he's like mm, god damn it uh if I do this, she'll really no longer be a king. Fate Bedivere. Fate Bedivere. Our friend uh, Betty. Arthur. What? Sorry. Lamorta Arthur. Uh, Bedivere's like, this is a really cool sword. It would be a shame <laughs> to... nice sword, though. Are it's... you sure I can't keep it? Yeah. Uh, and so, well, so what happens is Arthur says, hey, take take my sword and throw it in the water and uh, tell me what you saw. Mm-hmm. And Bedivere goes to the water, hides the sword under a tree, waits for a little bit, comes back, says, all I saw was, um, like, water uh, and waves lapping at the mm-hmm. shore. Uh, and Arthur says, uh, like, how could you not? Um, or, right, so, Lamor to Arthur, Arthur wants the sword to be returned before he dies. Mm-hmm. He knows that he is dying, and he needs the sword to be returned. Mm. um before he dies so that uh well yeah so that something will happen yeah um and he's like hey bedivere uh you would really like for for a rich sword you would really like uh deny my last wish Mm -hmm. um so bedivere goes almost throws it and he's like i just can't do it returns arthur sword uh arthur's like hey what did you see and he says uh again the um water and like uh waves lapping at the shore arthur's like you still didn't do it go do it um third time's the charm bedivere throws the sword uh a hand reaches up out of the lake grabs it shakes it around a little Mm -hmm. and then uh drags it down um and bedivere goes back tells arthur what happened arthur says okay thank you for finally doing this now bring me to the shore and there's going to be a boat that is going to take me away hmm. um none this is the interesting departure from uh-huh uh and we'll we'll talk about um, i'll finish lamar to arthur and then we'll talk about fate um so bedivere brings him to the boat where three queens are on that boat huh uh it is morgan lefay and two other queens i don't remember and Morgan says something like, uh, why did you keep me waiting so long? Mm. Um, and Arthur puts his head on Morgan's lap or is placed on Morgan's lap. Uh, he's he's very close to death. Uh-huh. Um, and then uh, the boat like kind of fades out of Bedivere's view. Um, Bedivere goes to a... Bedivere more is, after that. is distraught. Yes. Um, Bedivere is distraught. Uh, doesn't know what to do kind of finds a um a hermitage and there um i think it's the bishop of canterbury Mm -hmm. um who was chased out by by uh 
uh what's his name mordred um playing fate uh i often was uh a little surprised every time pronouns were used (laughs) (laughs) um but so mordred chased the bishop canterbury out of um because the bishop of canterbury was trying to be kind of nice and so bishop of canterbury became a hermit uh-huh. uh, and kind of to hide from mordred when are we gonna um, get a bishop of canterbury servant fake grand order so the bishop of canterbury is burying someone uh-huh um and bedivere does not see the corpse but uh says oh that must be arthur uh-huh. uh i think arthur says exp- or someone Someone on the boat says explicitly, uh, we're going to take him to Avalon. Uh-huh. Um, and so there's, it is, then, then we get a, 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 uh, right. And so Bedivere is like, hey, can I stay here and pray at, at this tomb every day? Mm-hmm. And the, uh, the hermit's like, yeah, sure. Whatever, dude. Uh, <laughs> here's, here's some like monk robes. Uh, <laughs> just like help out, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and so, uh, and then the author takes a digression to say, I couldn't find anything more about if Arthur actually died. Huh. Uh, Bedivere just asserted that this was Arthur's body. Uh-huh. Um, and it is entirely possible that Arthur is just in Avalon. It uh-huh. is entirely possible that this is Arthur's body. Uh, it is entirely possible that something else happened. Uh-huh. Um, or that Arthur died, like, recovered and then died many years later. Mm-hmm. Um, it is an interesting, like... Is Avalon a physical place? Uh, in the same way that, like, uh, under the lake is a physical place. Uh-huh. It, I think the, the fascinating thing about Marta Arthur is the mix of uh, extremely Christian um like worldview and and uh a bunch of fairy shit and and then also yeah just a bunch of fairy stuff like pagan shit yeah like avalon's uh, like a uh, afterlife right I'm... it's the land of the fae yeah uh-huh um and it's like oh yeah merlin is a wizard yeah <laughs> uh-huh. uh presumably not very like uh cool with christians and yet also merlin is just like the most helpful guy in the world uh-huh um great guy anyway still under that rock presumably so let's talk about what happens in fate okay uh Bedivere... there's no boat and we don't see morgan lefay no no uh bedivere can't throw the sword away because it feels like that is arthur's like uh right to kingship uh-huh it's not, oh, this is a cool sword. It is, I am throwing away Arthur's uh, right to the throne. Uh-huh. Yeah. Same same thing happens, though, on the third visit. He does actually throw it away. Uh, hand grabs it and then drags it under the water. Exactly the same. Yeah. Uh, returns once more. Um, tells Arthur what happened. Exactly the same. Um... The narrator says turmoil is not over. Like the country is still in turmoil. Oh, yeah. Things are still in an upheaval, but mm-hmm. that is... I don't think that, like, yeah, the Mort to Arthur uh, Britain is not as unified as no. uh, Fate Britain. Uh-huh. Well, um, Fate Britain is not unified anymore, it seems yes. like. Um, 
We got, yeah, just some great CGs. Great CG of Saber sleeping. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Saber passes away, and Bedivere's like, oh. In her final moments, she, like, actually smiled. And was, like, at peace. Um, and he silently thanks whoever brought her this piece. And, um... Oh, wait. Hmm? Is this back in the present? Yes. Yeah, it cuts back to the present for a second. Does Saber it? looking at the sky, yeah. I thought that Shiro's section ends with Shiro looking up at the sky. And then... Um, oh, do you think it's Bedivere looking at yeah. the sky? It's interesting because, like, the that's that picture of the sky does not match the time at which Bedivere is looking at the sky. So I assumed we were seeing back to Shiro. Oh. But, um... I saw it as a mirror. It's a, of like, it's a blue oh, sky instead of a dawn sky. Both Shiro and Bedivere are the same. Bedivere are looking up at the sky, thinking like, "Yeah, I hope that she's okay." Happy. Perhaps I'm wrong. Uh, we get the credits roll. There is not weirdly out of place rock music <laughs> anymore, Shout which I miss from Tsukihime. Tsukihime, yeah. Did you forget the name of Tsukihime, the best visual novel ever made? I was thinking, was it Kigatsu Toya or was it Tsukihime? No, it was Tsukihime that Tsukihime. just, like, kind of went into, like, weird, rock, like, generic rock music. It feels like uh, Nasu or Takeuchi's friend just showed up and was like, yeah. Hey, do you all want to listen to, like, my band's single? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Um, There's too many people for us to list the credits to this game. Yeah. There was like four or five people on Tsukihime. This is just like a yeah. guys. Uh-huh. Um we get advice to try again from the night of the third day. Mm-hmm. And uh the title screen loads with a different background. This is great. Yeah. Somehow I didn't expect it. This is one of my favorite changes that the ultimate patch adds. Uh, um uh. is so Rialta Nua, yeah. three different games. Um, each of those has one of the three title screens we're going to get. I see. Uh, the original title screen was just in the original. The original. Um, so like if you played the Fate, Fate Rialta Nua, uh, game, you would have, you would would have always seen the Dawn Forest. Yeah. That's interesting. I like it better changing, but... Yeah, no, it's it's really fun that, like, as you go through, they change. Uh-huh. It's cool. Tsukihime changes title screens once when you finish it. Does it? Or is it Kigetsu Toya that does this? Something does. Once you do Eclipse. Yeah, doesn't it change? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it yeah. does. Grand Order also changes when you move on from arc to arc. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um... Uh, oh, and the music changes to the title screen. It changes to being the music from Saber's final scene. Mm-hmm. I noted that. That will be the ending music to this episode, almost certainly. Oh, yeah. Good, good. That's it. One ending down, and uh, we're up to 14 Tiger Dojos. Oh, wow. You have a lot of... Let's do questions first, and then whatever time we have, we can, like, go over stuff. Uh... Wait, what? You don't want to talk about our thoughts about the route? I mean, like, 
we have questions around the, our thoughts on the route. Right? Okay. Okay. Fine. And then we can just like. I, I meant to delete or... all this. One sec. Let me delete all of the. Okay. Because they're my thoughts. Yeah. You have to have your own thoughts. I have so many thoughts. You have no idea. There we go. <laughs> what? This is a great question. Oh, it's an incredibly okay, okay. good I just, question. I just don't want to run out of time for questions. No, that's fair. That's fair. Let's, uh, you have the list of questions. Give me some relevant questions. Um, okay. We did the Arturia, Altria, Artoria. Let's take a temperature check real quick before we do this. What did we think? What, how are people feeling about the route? Just like, did you, did you have fun? Did you like it? Yeah, I did not expect to like it as much on a second playthrough, uh, especially given that I think Fate Route is, especially if you've already played it or have familiarity with mm -hmm. Type Moon, or not Type Moon, um, familiarity with Fate as a concept, yeah. a lot of the early route is, it is already slow if you don't have familiarity with any of that, and if it's all stuff that you basically know already. So much setup. It, it takes a while to get going. Um, it's a little interminable, yeah. Yeah. Um, I had fun. But, right. Yeah, I'll finish it first. The other thing is, is that uh, the part of the route that I like, which is um, basically from uh, when they go to fight Berserker mm -hmm. onward, uh, that all rules. Yeah. <laughs> it ruled just as much a second time. Yeah. Yeah. I like... The thing about me is, uh... You love it when I, the Chosen King lifts the Holy Sword. <laughs> me. I don't believe in monarchy. Yeah. Uh -huh. Also Isn't me. Jackson tweet? Yeah. Um, shout out to Heads Fall Off. Head, head Falls Off on Twitter? Heads Fall Off? Head Falls Off. Let's figure that out real quick. Yeah, Head Falls Off on Twitter. Um... Mm -hmm. For both helping us post these episodes and also uh -huh. <laughs> for making funny good tweets. tweets. Uh -huh. Um, so the thing about fate is that like, and the reason that uh, there there was some fun stuff early on of like, uh -huh. oh yeah, there's a lot of foreshadowing for stuff that's gonna come now that I know who all of these people are and like what their arcs are. Uh, -huh. uh but it was mostly like. Okay, but can we get to the stuff that I actually care about, which is Saber being sad? Uh-huh. Um, Saber is very sad. I like that part. I can't stand Shiro. This this has dragged down this route a lot for me. Yeah. Is having to talk to Shiro. Ilya, not the best villain, no. I think. She's a fine villain. This is also... I, I, not very exciting. Gil also... His power is cool, but I don't really care for him in this. You know what I mean? Why I like Ilya? Not in this route. Yeah. Uh, why I like Gil? Partially in this route. Uh, he's so much more like fun shithead. Yeah, he's a fun. He's a fun asshole in a lot of other stuff, and in this route, he's just like, "Hey, Saber, don't resist me. I'm, I'm gonna rape you now." No, it's... go ahead and resist me. Sexual assault is fine with he's me. Yeah, so uh -huh, yeah. bad, and I'm like. Coming from Grand Order, where I'm like, Gil's cool. I like Gil. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, buddy. Totally different Buddy, guy, what yeah. the fuck? Now, Kotamine, excellent villain, all-around oh, fun yeah. guy. Everybody's dad. Oh. <laughs> I object. 
I'm glad that us talking about Kotomine uh, being daddy got such a positive uh, reception. <laughs> we got Kotomine respecters out here, and I think that's beautiful. Yeah. Shout outs. Shout outs. He's a great guy. Uh, I wouldn't <laughs> go that far. No. <laughs> ben. Okay. May I for yeah. root thoughts? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me. Um, so, like, just the broad yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get yeah, into the nitty gritty. I have, I have details, but I won't get into that. Like, I liked it more than I was expecting to in a lot of ways because, like, that's interesting because I feel like I liked it less than no. I expected. I mean, a lot of it is set up, and a lot of it is stuff that I knew from Grand Order, but a lot of it is stuff that I didn't know or that didn't like. I'd never gotten the full context for, or it was just sort of like, yeah, there's there's this thing. Uh, so getting to actually dig into the details, I was like, oh, that's how that works? That's even more wild than I thought. And then, mm, like... That's fun. Berserker and that point onward, where it starts rolling, I was like, okay, this is sick, actually. This is exciting, actually. I'm invested in what's happening in a way that doesn't always happen for me. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, okay, and there's some fighting. I'm like, ooh, about this one. But, like, even before that, I liked the writing. There are some things Nasu cannot do well, but, uh, sick dialogue is not one of those things. There's, yeah, yeah. I mean, Check your Discord. The with man me. can write the hell out of a. Yeah, scene. no. Check your Discord with me. I'm just every five minutes sending you a screen cap of a line, going, "Oh my god, I love this." Mm-hmm. I think that's the that is an interesting thing that uh, I think I've commented on before, um, especially last episode, I believe. But uh, doing this for the podcast definitely changed my uh, uh, relationship with action scenes. Mm. I I still think that they're like at the very least competent and often fun. Yeah. Um, but who getting through an action scene when it's like, oh, we're not. This is gonna take all of uh like thirty seconds to talk through, and it's taking me five minutes to read through. Catch <laughs> us playing extra for this fucking podcast. I'm excited to replay extra. No, no, the it's gonna be fun to play, but the amount of gameplay to play for content of podcast to get out of it is going to be wild yeah and i think that that may also change but the the i think i am yeah there's like uh i have already read this game so i'm mostly playing it to be reminded of uh what i don't reread things very often partially because i read very slowly Partially because I have a, a lot of stuff I want to read. Yeah. Uh, and so rereading stuff for the podcast and going like, oh, God, uh, I, this action scene, well, fun the first time around, and I'm kind of enjoying it this time around, mm-hmm. is just taking up time that I really wish I could be spending elsewhere uh-huh. versus like at least playing a game. My hands are doing something. Yeah. My brain is like, oh, yes, I am. I need to make important choices here. Uh, not just sit and stare and be like, yep, uh-huh, and then, yep, and then the sword mm-hmm. thing, yep, uh-huh. <laughs> I will say, Nasu action scenes, way better than the Mort D'Arthur. <laughs> um, well, you don't like it when people are rightly smote? Uh, the thing is, is that there are a lot of, 
there are a lot of Lamorte Arthur scenes that are just like, hey, here's a list of guys who showed up in this battle. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, and then uh, Lancelot, he did marvelous deeds of arms. On the, oh, the, I love uh, Lancelot does marvelous deeds of arms though. On the right hand and on the left hand. What? <laughs> the right and the left. Just ambidextrous uh, flexing in the middle of battle. There's a lot of uh, jousting scenes that are uh-huh. like, ah, yes, and then this person's spear burst, or like, uh-huh. uh, you know, brass to splinters. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's like copy pasted, uh, in a way that is like, I am sure that um, it feels like, oh uh, yeah, I bet in the 1300s this was entertaining. <laughs> the right hand and the left. <laughs> Hey, Fen, oh. one sec. I am demanding a Questing Beast update. Questing Beast did not show up at all in, like, the back half of Mordor. Horrible. I was so We all bummed. love the Questing Beast. We need to see more of the Questing Beast. You're reading another uh, thing at some point, aren't you? Uh, I'm going to read Once in Future King at some point. Uh, um, uh. I need to take a break. Oh, yeah, you need uh, a break from... I need to read Other Side Picnic. Um, yeah, yeah. I have plenty of Japanese homework I need to get done. Um, but other side picnic. This is an Im- impressive and intimidating works reference list. Oh no. Um, yeah, I think pretty good. I think I had fun. On I want to revisit. It still warrants being my favorite fate route. It dropped really low for me, and then kind of picked itself back up. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think the the Shinji is a fine villain. Um yeah. Uh and then Just... Ilya Ilya is like fun. I've talked before about how her archetype is not my favorite. Yeah. Um and then yeah, I and feel like Gil shows up and is is I think... Gil's main function is to make Shiro look better. Yeah. Kotamine, oh, we'll talk about that. A joy. Kotamine, I, fantastic. He's so cool. I mean, and by cool, I mean like fun. Yeah, yeah. Because he's he's just like his voice actor is great. Yes. He's having a great time. Yeah, he's just like gross in a like so far removed from like the like threat of sexual assault that so many of the other villains uh convey. Even Ilya, you know what I mean. Even she wants to own Shiro's body. Like, everyone has this, like, weird immediacy to it. And Kotamina's like, no, 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 I just want to kill people and watch them die. It's, it's you know, it's fun in a different Kotamina's way. Kotamina's like, I yeah. just want to watch people struggle to survive. That's satisfying. Uh-huh. I don't... Kotamine does Kotamine watching Survivor and American Ninja Warrior. Kotamine... Well, no. I was about to say he doesn't know what sex is, but that is absolutely patently false. But he doesn't mm-hmm. think he probably considers it like secondary lesser entertainment the same way as like yeah. music. He's like, no, that's not fun. Uh-huh. Yeah. Why would you do that when you could just watch someone die? <laughs> okay. Let's do some questions and then we'll get into some more detail stuff. Okay. Ben, hit me with a question. We actually only have two questions. Ah. Um, you sure? I thought we had more than that. Do we have any comments? We had a bunch of comments. I don't know that any of them are... We I read them. Mm. Thank you for your comments. Some of them are just hard to, like, Parse talk about. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, I should read those, though. I want compliments. Okay. Also, we should check to see if we have any ratings. <laughs> mm. uh, from Lauren, 
Uh, both of you had some prior experience with Fate coming in, so I'm curious what stood out to you. To Ben, coming from Fate Go and the Unlimited Blade Works anime, were you surprised by anything about the tone, characterization, world building, etc.? To Fen, uh, spelled with two N's, which I appreciate, uh, <laughs> did anything stand out uh, more on a second read? So I've talked a little bit about, um, we, to there's be a bunch style, of... To be clear on style, I have two N's. Fen has one N and the F is lowercase. That's just because I type everything lowercase. You can spell my name with a capital F if you want. It's lesser. You should do it with a lowercase F. I do like how it looks better with a lowercase See? F. See? Ben, you don't have to compromise. This is not a call out for Lauren, by the way. I'm just meaning in general because everyone gets that confused of which of us has extra ends or if both of us do. Uh-huh. Um, so I will say... I can't talk about most of the stuff that stood out to me because of spoilers <laughs> for future spoilers. routes. Uh-huh. Uh, there was a, there was a, I, again, there's a bunch of stuff that is like, oh, this is really fun because it is mm. pointing at, uh, it is, yeah, it is foreshadowing or even more subtly, it is like there for a second read through that you're like, oh, that, that thing, uh-huh. that thing that is going to be revealed next route uh-huh. is like, oh, that's, that's so cool. Um, yeah it was really exciting uh i think um the thing that that mostly stood out honestly was reading Morta arthur alongside of this Mm -hmm. and uh the interesting stuff that is the same versus what is different for nasu's like kind of arthurian Mm -hmm. legend um some of the interesting stuff is like, uh, and we, we just talked about the ending. Mm-hmm. Um, Lancelot, way bigger part of Mort Arthur, uh, than, than is, uh, um, he doesn't even come up here, does he? No. Um, which is like, I guess kind of makes sense. Uh, there's an interesting, and I don't, so I've, I've talked about this a little bit before, but just a refresher. Lamorte Arthur is an English knight trans or translating french canon and translating slash rewriting Mm -hmm. uh into english uh Mm. and so there are things that the french are interested in that uh have they added like lancelot for instance Uh (laughs) um but there's also like so i can't say Oh, Nasu added this because I'm not at all an expert on Arthurian yeah. legend. You could be pulling from other sources. Um, but it is interesting that like Nasu's story is about a knight who was uh kind of stood against um like outside hordes. Uh and and tried to keep her country together. As opposed to um the uh the downfall of the round table is entirely internal uh-huh it's um it starts with the uh quest for the holy grail or quest for the sand grail mm-hmm. um which sand is grail's fun name i like that uh the the sand grail shows up at some point um to uh a, a feast of the round table i think i think once there are all 150 knights it shows up um and uh Gwen stands up and is like hey i'm gonna i'm gonna go on a quest for the sangrel and i'm never gonna set foot in camelot until someone's found it um and then every other knight at the table also stands up and says that and arthur's like damn <laughs> uh 
well, this is the end of the round table because like none of y'all are going to find it. Turns out that there are three, three out of the 150 are worth it. Um, worthy, worthy. Uh, and by the worthy, I mean, one of them has had sex once and the other two have never had sex. That is like <laughs> the, the primary thing is, are you, if you are, you are, uh, holy if, or worthy of the sangrel you you can even see it if, this is like this is like the thing where it's like uh unicorns like virginal girls best to hang out with except for it's a cup and it's virginal men uh-huh. <laughs> very funny um i mean they're also like like holy they've they've they're not like greedy or mm-hmm. a bunch of other stuff as well but it it is like oh the primary one is uh how how many people have you slept with uh are they anyone's wives <laughs> um, an important question in our theory anyone yeah. else's wives which is like the thing about lancelot is that aside from guinevere he is one of the holiest knights in the world uh-huh. but guinevere is the reason and uh i think there there's a i like it's called the 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 death of arthur um so it makes sense that it's a tragedy. Uh-huh. But there's like a really tragic uh yeah, Lancelot totally could have achieved the Sangrail if he had been able to uh fully put Guinevere out of his heart mm. and like accept God for real. But he mm. never really could. Uh and so instead his his son and um two others are the three who are actually able to Just, achieve it. Does the Grail grant um, wishes in Lamort Arthur? No, it shows up sometimes to like heal people. Okay, from, so it from has magic grievous powers. injuries. Um, I don't know that that it really does anything for the three who find it. Uh, oh. Galahad like ascends to heaven. Um, <laughs> he died. It just I, fucking like kills like Rin Galahad. was saying. Galahad's like, okay, I got what I wanted. It uh, sounds like the the Grail is smoting people on the left <laughs> and the right. Hand. Um. No, it's like Galhad's like, oh, okay, like I have, I have achieved everything that I would ever want. Like, please just take me to heaven. I don't, I don't need anything else from this earthly body. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, and so that 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 is the first major fracturing of um of the round table, and then like one one of those three who was able to to actually achieve the Sangrail comes back to arthur's court and arthur's like okay thank god everyone can come back now mm-hmm. um and then shortly after uh mordred and agravain i think oh. um uh are like hey arthur you know who's banging your wife <laughs> uh me. no it's lancelot um and this is the real tragedy is like oh one uh arthur's like no 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 lancelot's like my best guy uh-huh uh, it has been stated several times that lancelot and king arthur are like the two holiest knights in the in the world mm-hmm. um and lancelot has often saved both guinevere and arthur um and so arthur's like what are you talking about like he's my my best my best dude my he's a friend he's um, my little guy he's my little bing bong and uh so they set it up so that like oh arthur go on a hunting trip and then uh send back uh like oh actually we're going to be staying out tonight so please send me my cooks and stuff 
Um, and then guaranteed Guinevere will be like, sick. I get to sleep with Lancelot tonight. Um, and Lancelot's, Lancelot's cousin even says like, hey, this is a trap. They're setting up a trap for you. Don't go to her. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, at this point, Guinevere has been shown several times to be incredibly jealous. Mm-hmm. And uh, Lancelot's like, it'll be fine. I'll go. Uh, it'll be a quick bing, bang, bong. And then I'll come back. <laughs> um it is interesting that the the book goes out of its way to say uh i don't know that they were actually sleeping together or if it was a like just a like a very close non-sexual connection Hmm. between the two of them um lancelot does go on to say oh she's never been unfaithful to arthur or her Mm -hmm. body's never been unfaithful it's some of this is hard because I was reading the Penguin Classics version, which updates spelling and not anything else. Uh-huh. Um, and so it's like, I roughly get what's going on, but not entirely. Uh-huh. Um, uh, or so, yeah, some of that is from the original source is saying explicitly, oh, love was different then mm-hmm. than it is now. It was, like, truer and better. Uh-huh. Uh, and so it's entirely possible that, like, oh, yeah, they just, like, it was like a slumber party. <laughs> they just, like, gossiped with each other. Um, uh, right. And so um, that is, like, fun. That moment. Uh, and then Lancelot gets caught in uh-huh. bed with Guinevere. Um, but just snuggling. Yeah, this again. Like, this is like the Nasu, like, oh, we had to strip the sex scenes out for this version version, it sounds like to me. Well, it's the interesting of, like, oh, if Lancelot had been able to put Guinevere from his heart, he would have been able to achieve the Holy Grail. Mm-hmm. Which does point to, yeah, maybe they weren't actually sleeping together. Uh-huh. Um, maybe it was just a, like, an emotional connection more so than a physical one. Mm-hmm. Um so Lancelot gets gets caught, and this is really the like this is the beginning of the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lancelot gets caught by fourteen knights. He slays thirteen of them, and wounds Mordred. Um, <laughs> and uh, Mordred comes to Arthur and is like, "Hey, I we did in fact catch Lancelot in bed with Guinevere, and then she slayed thirteen of my friends uh, yeah. slash relatives." Um, and I was just like, "Woof." Got a burner at the stake. Wait, mm, um, Lancelot killed thirteen and, people, not Guinevere, right? Yes, Lancelot. Said her, yeah. and went on to say her again to reference Guinevere. <laughs> oh, sorry. That's why. Um, because we're not bur- we're also not burning Lancelot. Also, no. I have a mental image of fourteen knights piling into Guinevere's bedroom, like, aha, we <laughs> caught you. <laughs> While they're painting each other's nails. So the actual thing <laughs> that happened is Lancelot opened uh, the door wide enough so that one person could come in. He killed that person, closed the door again, got that person's armor on, and but- then opened the door and killed 12 more people and wounded no Mordred. No way. Um, Listen, Lancelot is my OC. Uh, do not steal. He's very cool. The, um, yeah. And so it's, it's an interesting, right. So, um, that is like really the downfall of um britain is that moment is uh okay so mordred goes to arthur arthur says uh 
damn, that really sucks. I guess I gotta um burn uh Guinevere. Mm-hmm. Um Gwen is like, hey, hey, wait a sec. Uh all they did was find them in the same bedchamber. Maybe, uh-huh. maybe like you already admitted Lancelot has repeatedly helped you and Guinevere. Maybe Guinevere was just like, okay, I need to like uh bestow something on him, just like say thanks a whole bunch. Uh let's let's like tone it down a little. Let's not jump to conclusions. Meanwhile, uh and Arthur's like, no, 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 no. Got a burner at the stake. Arthur's um, already got all the wood together. He's like, well, I gotta use it now. Uh meanwhile, Lancelot is talking with his relatives, and he's like, Okay, can y'all tell me what I should do? And they're all like, Yeah, dude, like if if she's gonna get burned at the stake, it's all your fault. So y- you have to rescue her and obviously because we're all relatives like we're there with you we'll come along too um and so uh yeah and so arthur's like okay i'm gonna burn her at the stake hey Gwen, will you show up and Gwen's like uh no you're on your own for this one <laughs> um uh arthur does get two of his younger relatives to to like stand guard there uh everyone who's standing guard around the the um the fire with uh with Guinevere on it um does die and including and so Lancelot and his relatives come and kill everyone and rescue Guinevere and then go hole up in his castle um uh two of the people who were there were Gwen's uh relatives uh and Gwen's like cool uh it's on site with Lancelot now uh-huh. I'm going to kill him uh or he's gonna kill me one of the two the pope gets involved and says like hey lancelot and arthur you two are the holiest knights alive you can't be fighting like this work it out i don't care how um and so eventually lancelot goes to france which is apparently no one lives there because lancelot just brings his whole family and is like and you're the king over there, and you're the king over there, and you're the king over there, and I'll take this territory for my own. Um, it's a very funny, uh huh. Uh, like, oh yeah, I guess the unspoiled land of France. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and uh, Gwen is constantly at like, no, Arthur, gather up everyone. We're going to France to kill Lancelot. Mm-hmm. Um. And this is where, uh, this is the equivalent of, um, of Nasu's, uh, Arthur's away fighting various hordes. Um, yeah, some foreign threat. I guess we don't know for certain in that case that he didn't go to fight Lancelot or whatever. Yeah, sure. But it, it is, this is set up very much as like, oh, it is a series of, uh, personal tragedies led to the downfall of the kingdom. Mm -hmm. Not... Uh, like, Mordred is, is Morgan Le Fay, who is, uh, Arthur's half-sister mm-hmm. and Arthur's kid. Uh, he has been raised to be evil from birth, basically, because Morgan Le Fay hates Arthur. Yeah. Um, but... Why does she hate Arthur in the Arthurian canon? Is it because she wanted to be king? I don't remember. I think that she's just evil. Okay. She definitely wanted Lancelot at some point. Like, okay. the, part of the problem is that it, the canon very long uh 75 percent of it not about arthur uh-huh it's like 
it's about like oh and then this this random knight went and did a bunch of cool adventures let's go Dude, focus on bars. him for a while uh-huh um all that and still no questing beast yeah the questing beast does not show up enough no um but anyway uh yeah and so it's it's an interesting like fate is very interested in um arthur as a defender of like civilization kind yeah, of uh-huh. is how it's read or how i read it um lamar to arthur is way messier it's about like oh uh individual people um just making small mistakes that snowball mm-hmm. into the death of arthur yeah right. it's interesting the other thing is that we don't actually see the battle of camlan um in in uh in fate right no. we just see the aftermath um so before that battle uh arthur has a um right so uh gwayne and arthur fight lancelot a bunch and then they hear tell of mordred trying to marry guinevere and like take over mordred faked a bunch of letters saying oh king arthur is dead now <laughs> um go mo and so mordred tried to, tried to take over and marry guinevere um king arthur's not gonna fuck his wife i'll fuck his wife <laughs> uh and and so they had to retreat back to um and in the first battle that they fought at dover i think um Gwyn gets a, a fatal injury and is like uh alas um i shouldn't have actually been this hard on lancelot <laughs> uh with his with literally with his dying breath he's like hey can someone write down a letter to lancelot um and uh he says basically like i'm really sorry uh but now my king needs you will you please come help Mm -hmm. um and it is kind of well known that it's going to take about a month for Mm -hmm. lancelot to show up um i think and so they they win that battle at dover even though like Gwen dies they win that battle um and then they go and like kind of skirmish a little and then there's a second big battle before the night before that battle uh arthur sees a vision from Gwen's ghost i think uh saying hey if you fight mordred you will die mm-hmm. um and so arthur's like cool uh i'm gonna go ask for a month-long ceasefire with mordred so that lancelot can show up uh-huh. um that gets that that gets uh all worked out and then um in, and then uh Mordred's like, okay, sure, month long ceasefire, that's fine. I got a bunch of lands out of this. Uh-huh. Uh that's cool. But if any of them raise their swords, we're going for it. I don't mm-hmm. believe them. Uh and so some knight on Arthur's side gets their ankle bit by an adder. Uh oh God. takes their sword out to to kill the adder, and uh thus starts a fight that a hundred thousand people die in. Wow. Um which is like yeah is the fun uh lamorta arthur is the most shonen thing i've ever read <laughs> um because it just throws around numbers like that it's like oh yeah a hundred thousand people died uh no idea what the actual scale of that battle could have been mm-hmm. i don't know how many people lived in britain at that time <laughs> um but and so uh we get the scene of oh uh, it's Bedivere, it's Bedivere's brother, Arthur, on their side, and Mordred is dying, mm. but not dead yet. 
Um, and Arthur's like, cool, I'm gonna go kill Mordred. Uh, and Bedivere's like, my dude, you had a vision that said if you fought Mordred, you'd die! And Arthur's like, yeah, it's really too bad. Anyway, <laughs> uh, please give me a spear. <laughs> um, and then we get uh, one of the only battle descriptions in Lamort Arthur that I actually enjoyed because Arthur spears um, spears Mordred, and then uh, Mordred only has a sword, so Mordred drags himself up on the spear until he can stab Arthur, sick. which is sick. Um, literally, literally, yeah. Yes. Uh, and then we get the and then we get the scene of um, I think it's Bedivere's brother. Uh, seeing people picking over the corpses and is like, uh, you're seriously injured, Arthur. We got to get you out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, uh, Bedivere and him pick up Arthur and then he, his guts fall out and he falls over dead. Um, Bedivere's brother, okay. uh, was also injured. And so he's, he expires from uh-huh. injuries. From, um, <laughs> which and then, is the bloodborne <laughs> status effect got lost. Uh-huh. Uh, and then Bedivere, like, drags arthur away a little ways and Bell, that's the does best. the whole thing but uh yeah it's like i wasn't expecting such a close beat by beat i wasn't either and it then, just sort of happened yeah it's a real fen heavy episode i like it we don't often get a fen heavy episode um, <laughs> oh gauntlet throne i'm about um, to smote you on the right and the left <laughs> uh but anyway, yeah. So that's the that's the kind of the vibe there mm-hmm. is um it's it is interesting the ways in which it is like very similar. Right. And earlier there is a scene where Arthur goes and invades the Holy Roman Empire. Yeah. Uh and uh like uh talks to the Pope, I think, and decides not to well no, does become emperor. But then it's like, okay, anyway, uh, Pope, you run things here. I'm going to go back to Britain. Uh, um, that I think is... the Holy Roman Empire. Give it to I, the Pope. I think based on a like some footnotes uh-huh. is that and Arthur leaving for Lancelot um, are kind of could be conflated into one trip outside of uh, Britain. And so Mordred could... That would explain the, the foreigners that... Artoria is fighting. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, um, it's just interesting the the ways in which it is like it was it was very interesting reading that like oh the ending of um Mort to Arthur is like beat for beat the epilogue to fate um that like there are some slight differences but mostly it's identical um which is it's a fun it's fun yeah yeah. Uh, that anyway, that's an answer stuff to that, that question. Stood out a second time to me. I'm so curious how long that went. Um, you're <laughs> okay. Uh, what the fuck was the question again? What stood out on oh, a replay like or from previous uh, fate experience? <laughs> oh, well, for, so for you coming from Fate Go and the element of Blade Works anime, were you surprised by anything about the tone, characterization, world building, etc.? Um. It made you were very... a little surprised about world building. Okay, so I did have a... Uh, at, Nasu does this thing where he'll tell you one thing is true and then 
15 minutes to 30 hours later tell you it was a lie and something else is actually true. Mm -hmm. He loves to do this. Yes. Sometimes it's hard to tell if that's what's happening when world building that you know from future stuff is completely different from how things work now. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. So there's, there's there's some fun tension there where I'm like, okay, am I being punked by Nasu or am I expecting something different because the wor- way that, like, Grand Order works is different? I can't yeah. remember if we said this. We may have talked about this a little bit. Um, But the the thing that we're specifically talking about is... How servants in, work. In Stay Night, servants have to have asked the world for power. I don't like that one as much is also part of the problem is that... I think it's less fun if you have to make a deal with the devil than it is something that you become because of, like, the weight of history. Mm-hmm. And, like, uh, not worship, well, but and so basically worship. In, in Grand Order, it's basically as long as anyone remembers your name, you can be summoned as a servant. Sort of. You need a certain amount of weight to be summoned. Someone who remembers your name and also thinks you did something cool enough. Uh huh. It's got to be more than one person, yes. though. You know, it's true. I guess. What? There, there's a lot of like, oh yeah, this is a, this is no one. Three people remember this guy. Like who? These are people who are recorded in history. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's no one who's like, oh yes, this person was mentioned once in like a medieval role about like peasant uprisings in the seventh century. You know what I mean? Like, they're all people who have names and are known to history. I guess. Uh-huh. Even if, like, even if they're not celebrated a lot of the times, it's not one guy, you know what I mean? I'd use... They still have to be remembered in I'd something. I'd use the an uprising servant. That would be fucking sick. Yeah, it could be fun. Um, yeah, so there's that. There's, like, I kind of, um... It's tough because some of the things that I'm going to say are spoilers, technically, because I can't talk about the Unlimited Blade Works anime uh, because we haven't covered Unlimited Blade Works yet. Uh-huh. Um, can I say that Caster shows up in Unlimited, is a bigger thing in Unlimited yeah. Blade Works? We've yeah. talked about that, right? Yeah. I was kind of surprised that she showed up and did anything in this route. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? I didn't think that was going to be a thing at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I also kind of, I knew who the Blood Fort bounded field was from mm-hmm. i kind of figured that that wouldn't be a thing this route mm. because i know what's going on with that mm-hmm. so i thought that it was going to somehow be diffused easier or maybe i'm still expecting it to be worse later uh-huh. you know what i mean yeah uh right also shiro uh bugs me every bit as much as i expected that's exactly what i expected mm-hmm. <laughs> oh Hmm. I have one more thing. What do you think? Oh, um, go ahead. It is. I think the the different fighting styles stood out a little. Uh, of uh-huh. um, a lot of Lamort Arthur is just like, oh yeah, that guy's a good knight because he's big. <laughs> he got a lot of muscle. <laughs> um, and it's like, oh yeah, right. Like, Saber comes from a society where, like, basically you have a shield. You have a sword, and you just hit the other guy as hard as you can. Uh-huh. And there's not very much technique. Uh-huh. It's mostly, uh, can you keep going when you get wounded? <laughs> uh-huh. Um, 
and so that was a that was an interesting like oh yeah that... you're talking about like versus um kojiro yeah specifically versus kojiro but it's also like oh that's why saber just shrugs off magic uh-huh it's because she's from a, a a like it's her class but it is also like conceptually it is yeah because you're a person who uh you don't ever dodge anything you just take stuff and then mm-hmm. hit back yeah. and try to hit back harder. She doesn't even have a shield. Yeah. Uh-huh. I Bummer. never even thought of that. That yeah. makes a lot of sense. Uh-huh. Okay. Before I forget. Oh, jeez. There was there was a purpose to that long-winded rant. Yes, I liked um, the long-winded rant. No. I meant that I didn't get to, Oh no. But <laughs> oh, I no. forgot like... about that I forgot about by the time I got oh, to the end of it. You went on such a um, long walk. I wanted to con- contrast um uh wanted to contrast like fates oh Arturia's a uh Arturia is a um what call it like a like a pragmatist uh uh uh, uh doing the best for the greatest number hmm. She's what's a that utilitarian? Called? Yeah. Yes. Arturia is like a utilitarian. Um and all of her knights hate her because uh uh-huh. they believe that like you should be doing the best for everyone. Or like trying They're all your pack best. of sheroes. Yeah. And I wanted to contrast that to uh oh, actually Arthur is well loved, but just doesn't have very much power over his knights. And that it is uh I think it there is a I like I like Artoria for the story she's in, but um there is a very interesting bit of like oh yeah, it was kind of it's everyone's fault that the kingdom fell. Everyone made mistakes uh-huh. at points. It wasn't just Arthur. Um Arthur was certainly one of those people, but it's a bunch of different people uh who were all kind of together keeping the round table together mm-hmm. and then um but as soon as all of them stopped helping to to like hold that uh institution together it mm-hmm. just fell fell apart very quickly interesting that is interesting we took like a five minute bathroom break and we came back and sat down and kate said hi i'm back and then fen immediately started talking we have to. We have a hard out, Ben. It's fair. Yeah, <laughs> two hours. Hour and forty five minutes. <laughs> okay. I'm trying to think if I have any other stuff to answer this fucking question with. Uh, mostly, mostly playing this just made me excited to replay uh, um, Singularity Six. Mm-hmm. Shout outs. If you know, you know. <laughs> I'm very excited for LB Six. <laughs> Shout outs to all the bed, the bed of your heads out here, the bed heads. He's such a good boy. I do like. I do like Fate Bedivere a lot. Yeah, uh huh. I like him so much. We do have one other question. Just one. Just we have two more. We have two more. Yeah. Uh, one that is incredibly cursed. Uh, Do you want to do that next to get out? Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you read that? This is something we've kind of disgusted. Disgusted. (laughs) Disgust. I made a joke about this. So uh, this is from uh, Twitter user Cat with a Nat. 
who sent a, was going to send us this question earlier, uh, but decided not to because it was technically spoilers, mm-hmm. and now is sending it to us. So, oh, so that cursed question was that was spoilers. Shiro has a heavy attraction to Excalibur due to being infused with the sheath. Does this mean that conceptually he's predisposed to being pegged by Saber? Absolutely, one hundred percent, yes. <sighs> My opinions of, are known on this. It's obscene that she calls him his sheath and there's no pegging scene i he would need some time saver should know how to do this some time to warm up to the idea he's very conservative i think he would find it very fulfilling yes gary sends this email (laughs) fen's not even you didn't even answer the question comment hi crying Congrats on finishing. Wait a second. I need your answer on this. The people want to know. I don't want to disrespect Gary's question. I thought the ending was pretty good. Do you think it's wrong, Fen? Do you think it's wrong? <laughs> However, there's or major improvement that I think is the thing made that you can't disagree. Therefore, you're not saying anything. And I'd like your opinions on it. I think we know silence is an answer in and of itself, Fen. If you had just okay. one day to take someone a date and show her a good time, start what over. Would you do? We have to start this over. I was talking over that whole thing, and it was a very funny bit. But now we need a clean take. Uh, I did pause every time you started talking, Ben. Um, I know it's a lot of pressure, but you can't do worse than Shiro. Looking forward to figuring Wait. out what the hell unlimited blade works means. I want you to read that again. I was talking over parts of it. Yeah. Start over. Okay. I I I didn't hear it. I was talking. Maybe you should not talk. Ooh, I haven't had much of a chance this Jeez, episode. Guys. Someone else has been busy. Oh, you wait till we get to um, share opinions. Hi, crying. Congrats on finishing Fate. I thought the ending was pretty good. However, there's one major improvement that I think could be made, and I'd like your opinions on it. If you had just one day to take Saber on a date and show her a good time, what would you do? I know it's a lot of pressure, but you can't do worse than Shiro. Looking forward to figuring out what the hell Unlimited Blade Works means, Gary. It was such a bad date. We've also discussed this a little bit, I think. Fen, you had a very clear picture of a Saber date. Kate, you haven't had a chance to answer this question, so it'll be fun for you. Let me, real quick, recap slash, I don't remember what I said in the episode that we discussed this. So here is uh, half memory, half coming up with it on the spot. One, aquarium. Yeah, you definitely Mm -hmm. said aquarium. Actually, start out, cafe. Uh Breakfast. Uh, a little late in the morning. Gotta have Saber that English to, tea. You know, know. Saber likes to sleep in. So, uh, kind of a brunch, um, tea, uh, like baked goods, mm-hmm. maybe some sort of, um, egg dish as a main thing mm-hmm. or pancakes. Pancakes would be also delicious. Um, two, aquarium. Fun mm-hmm. day. Not, not a whole day at the aquarium, but, um, uh, we're gonna go to the the like dolphin show. Um, we are gonna end up sitting in front and getting absolutely drenched. Mm. Um, but we have enough. We do that first, so we have enough time to like dry off walking around. I see. Outside, I see. looking at penguins. Oh, uh, yeah. very excited to see jellyfish. Um, let's see. After the aquarium, lunch, probably like burgers. Mm. Just like kind of walking around. Um. I'm thinking of Boston. There's a nice public garden, but um, it's a good know, spot. Walking around uh, some sort of like park that's uh, like nice to walk around, just eating, you know, burgers and fries, mm-hmm. relaxing. Um, 
Maybe getting that that little less bit of moisture out of our clothes. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Afternoon movie. Um, A movie. What's the ideal movie to bring Saber to? Uh I think it is a like I want to say rom com, but I don't like rom coms very much. It's. Um, I'm pretty sure Shiro says he's specifically and explicitly avoiding mo- bringing her to a movie. Yeah, because he's too. Wait, does he? Yeah, he does. Oh, um, probably something actiony. Uh, um, or like a Fast and Furious. I bet Saber would like Fast and Furious. <laughs> Saber might like Fast and Furious. Um, and then Saber could be in Fast and Furious. She's got a high riding skill. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, after the movie is uh maybe a little more walking around maybe like a um yeah it's probably like going to like a like a build a bear workshop or something getting getting a nice doing the the stuffed animal store was a good choice sure just fucked it up by being such a weirdo yeah yeah uh-huh. uh getting saber a nice big stuffy um and then dinner is at home because mm. we've been out all day it's been exhausting it's been a little expensive, yeah. so grabbing groceries on the way home and um, just kind of like settling down at home and uh, like curling up on the couch together mm. or something, playing a game together. Mm-hmm. What what kind of games do you think Saber would like? Saber kicks ass at Melty oh, Blood. Absolutely. Ooh, I can absolutely imagine her playing fighting games. Her counter, yeah, Who she main in Type Lumina, not Saber. herself. <laughs> No, I don't think no. she would say she Who's would main. Who's the most um, counter-based character in Melty Blood? Who's the most hmm. counter-based? I don't know. I bet Saber would play as Arcoid. Play as Arcoid. That's such That's a good mental That's image. Maybe CL though. I can buy it. I don't think Saber knows how to use ranged attacks. Hmm. Just because she doesn't use them true. herself doesn't mean she doesn't understand the mechanics of them. Uh, maybe she likes melty blood but isn't actually very good at it well okay here's the thing yes one saber not very good at fighting games unlimited uh, or uh invisible air and excalibur are both ranged attacks oh, true. yeah fair they're like ranged sword slashes they the shoot is, beams saber believes that ranged attacks are not chivalrous mm. Mm. Unless it's a beam. Unless it's in the shape right. of a beam. Yeah. That's Maybe she would play Alco because Alco shoots beams. The thing about beams is that they're just... It's just a swords. really long uh-huh. sword. Exactly. Okay. That's Do I my get to day. go? Day. And then, yeah, like, you like, go, Kate, after this. Wait, It was an wait. exhausting day. Going to bed early. Uh-huh. Curling up if together. If you have time. Like, Jeez, that's a lot of stuff. Reading reading a book together. Or something. Uh-huh. I, la- I remember last time you uh, ended on a steakhouse instead of dinner at home. I think dinner at home's the play. Yeah, I think it is. Maybe if you put one less thing in during the day, the steakhouse would have been nice. Yeah. But okay, Kate, give me give me something because I'm not good okay. at this one. So I'm with Fen. Get a sleep in a little bit. Go out for a nice brunch at a cafe, something where you can like sit on the sidewalk and watch people walk by while you try to wake up um uh-huh i think the big thing for the day would be a trip to a zoo 
I want to take her, like, mm. nice zoo, lots of animals, lots of, like, informational displays and this and that. Let her see lions, let her see tigers, let her see uh, all sorts of fun beasties. Let her be alarmed. Mm, she would like to see a yeah, lion. Yeah, absolutely. She's pals with them. Let her see uh, iguanas and be like, wow, that's a rubbish dragon, actually. Um, hmm. Yeah, no, I think that would be the big thing. I think uh, once we're done, I think it would be nice, rather than going straight home, to have, like, an early dinner as a picnic in a park. Like, mm. do a whole bunch of stuff, we're outside, we're looking at all the animals, we're walking around, and then just find somewhere nice, settle down with a blanket eat some, I don't know, packed lunch or pick something up from a corner store and just kind of chill. Go home. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. Frankly, uh, I do like the idea of just like going home and chilling and watching a movie or something as uh, like a wind down. I have this mental image of her being incredibly emotionally invested in Die Hard. Like, just, I mm. feel like she would get deeply invested in it. I think that's po quite possible. And then, like, just sort of a late dinner-ish thing, because we ate a late lunch, and go cuddle. I don't have a very clear picture for me, because uh, I'm bad at dates. It's very funny, because the whole time Fen was describing the, the fair ideal saver date, Fen was eyeing me, like, suggestively. <laughs> I was not. <laughs> like, Fen? Oh, wait. Ben, maybe this is also an ideal thing. Do you perhaps babe. want someone to take you to the aquarium? I don't think Fen has ever said anything like that on this show out loud. The aquarium is, since we're all in the city, I can confirm the aquarium is very nice. Mm. It, I'm very fond of the Boston Aquarium. Mm-hmm. Would it, would, would it One worse? day... One day, Fen will be brought to the Boston Aquarium, and then the next day, Fen will have the look of someone who has fulfilled their... <laughs> the next day, we'll have to worry about Fen being magnetic to cars. I think that... Uh, wait, real quick, Ben. On that, uh, on that, just that incredible note, um, I am going to go to Japan, and the only two things I am ever going to do are camp and go to aquariums. <laughs> This is what anime has taught me, or uh -huh. the things that you do outside of school, is go to an aquarium and uh, go That sounds camping. ideal, though. I do... I did not ever go to an aquarium when I visited Japan in high school, but I did make it quite similar to the Tokyo fish market before it closed, which was a fascinating experience. You've never seen fish that big completely frozen be slid across the floor at high velocities Ooh. between giant men. <laughs> it was a great time. I almost didn't go because it's only it was only open really early in the morning, and I didn't like being up that early. But uh, I, I'm glad I did. It was an, definitely an experience that I wasn't expecting to have. Anyway, what was I going to say? Okay, I'm not good at dates. I'm not good at dates. I'm not a. I'm not very good at this kind of thing. May, partly because I only like to do one thing a day. <laughs> at my best, you know what I mean. Oh. I should, I should... Interrupting me again! <laughs> I'm sorry. Finish your thought. But, uh, you may think, huh, that does sound an awful lot like 
the ideal date for for fen yes and uh and it i am is, i'm with ben on doing one thing, one thing and then going back home <laughs> uh-huh uh-huh but you only get one day with Saver before she has to go back to her time yeah, and die forever. Yeah. That's the problem is that it's like, oh, right. I have to fit like three weeks worth of dates into one day. Mm-hmm. Saber likes a competition. I think it would be very fun to... This is inspired by us going mini-golfing recently. I think it would be very fun to watch Saber try to mini-golf. Oh, yes. And the main reason that this is an ulterior motive to get soft serve ice cream with Saber. <laughs> but uh, the mini golf would also be very funny. Either she'd be very good at it or she would kill a pedestrian. <laughs> <laughs> Only one of the two. As Either a, or. Nothing I'm a very... Co- I can be... I can be a very competitive person, too, and I feel like mini-golf is one of those things where I expect to lose, and I'm fine with Saber beating me and being happy. That's mm-hmm. very cute. I don't particularly like mini-golf, necessarily. I'm not, like, a mini-golf connoisseur, but every couple of years you go mini-golfing, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's fine, you have a fun time, you get ice cream after, that's the main reason I'm going. Oh, I just remembered one other thing. I, I, oh, yeah, I give don't me, know if it me. would fit in with the rest of the plan, maybe depending on the zoo. Mm-hmm. I think it would be fun to take Saber on a Ferris wheel. Just, oh, yeah. An amusement park yeah, date. Just, like, the, I mean, amusement park, yeah, okay, shrug, but the Ferris wheel specifically, the bit where you get a couple minutes where it's mm-hmm. just you getting to look out over the world a little bit. I think that would be neat. Mm-hmm. If stereotypical. You know, the Chicago Zoo uh, is right next to a really, really beautiful conservatory. I brought Heather on a date there once. Well, it was a great time. The the zoo is, like, fine. I'm not, like, big into zoos. We kind of went to it because it was there. But the conservatory was beautiful. Mm Mm-hmm. Some Mm -hmm. wild plants in that thing. So hot. It was a hot day, and the inside of it was basically a sauna. We almost died. We had to, like, cut and run and then come back. Because outside was way cooler than inside. Fascinating. It was like a tropical show. You almost died, but it was a good date. Yeah, that sounds about right. Oh, it was fantastic. Heather got bit by some kind of exotic <laughs> insect hmm. uh, that left like a bizarre bruise shaped like a map of the world on the back of her leg. You take hmm. people out. Not really like a map of the world. It, lo- it was weirdly continental, though. Hmm. Anyway, that's all our Twitter que- or all our questions in general, right? I don't think I discussed everything that I wanted to discuss, though. Those questions, while great, did not really lead to much discussion about oh the root God, itself. I no, I did I did realize that. Uh-huh. What were you saying, Kate? I have so many thoughts. Can I, can I, can I just pull out the soapbox about Shiro for a minute? It's going to be very different from anything you want to say about him. Go ahead and tell me why you like Shiro before yes. I uh, yeah absolutely him. all right let me build him up and then you can deconstruct everything about him and set him on fire so like I came into it just sort of or as a high level thing can you tell I work in an office as a top level thing um I feel really conflicted about him because he's an absolute garbage asshole of a person he's a shitty misogynist. But also, like, there's things about him that are relatable in a way I can't escape. I can't go, no, this doesn't, this doesn't call to me. 
And also, frankly, if I fed a, met a five-foot-tall, 90-pound girl who's like, hi, I'm here to do all your fighting for you, I'd be a little protective of her, too. Um, but, like... Yeah, but she wouldn't try and oh, fight in her place not. if she could lift a car oh, over her head. No. Trust me, Shira's still fucking stupid. But, like, I dug into it a little bit. I was like, what, what about this shitty asshole am I finding relatable? And, like, the big one, I think, is when, like, there's a lot of occasions where Shiro gets called out not for being just, like, self-sacrificing in a normal martyr way, but, like, ignoring the value of himself at all. And that kept, like, it would ping something in my head, like, oh, I'm being called out by this game. Because the thing is, like, for Shira, the impression I got, I might be projecting, which is not intended to be a pun, but it is, uh, is that when he thinks about protecting people or about making people happy, he doesn't count himself as people. He's the tool by which others will be made happy rather than being a person who deserves his own happiness. And, like, I had a couple of, or, well, I've had a couple relationships that were like that, where the idea was, the the feeling I internalized was, I'm not a person. My happiness isn't important. I'm a tool to make my partner happy. My value is in what I can do for others. And, like, there's a line where he mentions feeling like he's supposed to spend his time and effort making everyone else happy because that's how you make the world a better place, right? And I'm just like, that's such an easy space for me to slide into uh, that, like, I was marathoning this the last couple days trying to get caught up, and there was stressful stuff happening in the house. There was, uh, our washing machine is broken, some other crap was going on, and I was finding myself falling into that place of, it's my responsibility to make sure everything is okay, to make sure everyone's happy and having a good time. And, like, I've had people give me the same kind of lecture that Shiro gets before, where it's like, hey, uh, you need to remember that you also matter. You need to remember that you also need to be inc included in your calculations for, like, making people happy and making the world a better place. So, like, the fact that that kept coming up as the criticism of Shiro, I was like, oh, oh, we do have that in common, don't we? And, like, the other thing, well, two other things. That's the big one. Second one, Shiro is extremely focused on fairness and the idea that people deserve things. Like, he keeps looping back to, I want Saber to be happy because she deserves it, because she worked so hard, and that kind of work deserves appreciation. It's not fair that things should be otherwise. And I'm like, 
I'm sort of joking about this and sort of not. I'm like, oh, Shira's autism coded. Because one of the things you get is that fixation on, like, there should be a fairness to things. There should be a rightness to things. And it it's upsetting when it's not like that. And then, like, as a lesser note, the the fact that Shiro several times does the shonen battle anime of, like, battle anime trope of, like, I'm gonna push myself too hard, I am pushing myself beyond my limits because it's an unwinnable situation, and then it actually turns out fine because he did that, like, I'd be lying if that, if I said that wasn't a hell of a power fantasy. You know, like, the idea is good, and frankly, that sort of ties back into the not considering yourself a person worthy of that happiness. Like, you want to pour out all of you, and you consider that an acceptable cost to protect someone else. I'm like, as much as he sucks, as much as he's a, a shitty fucking misogynistic toxic masculinity oh I can't apologize to Saber because of boy reasons gender essentialist shitlord there's this core of part of his story being he doesn't actually give a shit about himself except in the sense of being able to do things for others and I'm like I cannot escape the feeling that, like, oh, yeah, been there, I know how that feels, I do that regularly, and people yell at me to stop. That's pretty much it. That's the, like, he sucks, but I can't help but find him relatably garbage in this specific sense. He should stop. <laughs> he should stop. He should stop. We should both stop. Fen, what do you think about Shiro as he stands in the fate route and you cannot talk about how he's going to grow as a person later? This is my problem is that you like uh, Shiro. You I, think he's a little hotty. <laughs> I, <laughs> Olivia, a friend of the pod, um, messaged me. Hey, uh, you, let me find, um, the actual message. One sec. Okay. Uh, Olivia messaged me. I'm listening to the current episode of Moon Archive. Uh, critical support for your position that Shiro is hot. And I glazed over that in that episode because I would have lambasted you for that. So did I, apparently, because I didn't remember saying sure I was hot. But now you're now you're doubling down. You're tripling down. The thing is, I had a conversation with Olivia about Shiro being hot, and I was like, "Yeah, you know what? Shiro is hot." Terrifying. My this is the I'm. It's me, Ben. I'm the lesbian who is like, ah, yes. I also love some anime boys. Sure, but like Shiro, especially this, in this game, so he is. I can see it in I can this see route. It. It's really hard to say. Yeah, I like Shiro. Even just the way he's drawn is so funny. Well, yeah, and so part of that conversation with with Olivia was Takeuchi cannot draw Shiro to save his life. Uh -huh. Like Takeuchi Shiro, not hot. No, like Otome game Shiro. Weird. Oh. Burp. 
Oh. Uh-huh. Um, no, I still can't. I'm so curious, but it's spoilers. Sure, it's going to grow and change as a person, totally. Offline, yeah. And so I'm trying to think back okay. to, yeah, I remember being, I think I, I vaguely remember being at the end of the fate route going, I don't know what y'all are talking about. Shiro sucks. Uh-huh. I have no, I do not like him. Uh-huh. Uh, and yet, now I'm sitting here going, yeah, Shiro, Shiro's great sometimes uh-huh. um You're the shiro so defender i cannot say what i do or do not like about shiro really because like it's it is so hard colored. for me to consider like oh right the shiro in this route is awful or mm-hmm. that is not hard for me to consider i know that but it is hard for me to divorce my feelings of uh the rest of shiro yeah. from how shiro appears in this route mm-hmm. um i think you may have heard it in the last episode. The moment where I was like, oh, or uh, it didn't happen during the episode. It happened when I was writing notes. But the moment that I was like, oh, right. Like Shiro's um, acceptance of suffering is uh, way less annoying and grating if you look at it from a like, this is part of life and it has to like, it will always be part of life. And so you might as well accept that and, mm-hmm. and like work with that um as opposed to the way that i think we had been or certainly i had been reading it earlier which is like yeah you know no pain no gain mm-hmm. just gotta gotta get out there and hustle um oh god no i was reading it as massive crippling survivor mm-hmm. guilt for the most part I mean, yeah there's also that um i think it is it is interesting the ways in which Shiro is less of a self or less of a character for you to project yourself onto. Mm-hmm. Shiki is certainly that. Uh he is a character. Yeah. He um, gets there. Takes but, a while. Shiro has a personality immediately. Yes. Um I just don't like it. I'm okay, I have to I have to tab away from this DM because there's a really hot picture of flustered Shiro <laughs> just oh staring God. at me. Man, you can't be doing this. <laughs> You can't be looking at sexy shirtless Shiro's while we're trying to record a podcast. He's wearing his school uniform, which, for the record, awful, yeah. awful school. Better uniform. than his shirt, his like blue and white shirt. No, better than his blue and white shirt. No, sure. his blue and white shirt makes him look like he's in like middle school. <laughs> yeah, he's goofy. It's just a terrible look. The school uniform is bad. But it's better than that shirt. It's too much. It's too much brown. It's a lot of brown. Uh, I watched a little bit of the Bloom Into You anime. I was like, oh, these uniforms look fine in black and white, and they look god-awful in color. It's not like a brown. It's just... Brown can be fine. It just can't be the color. Hmm. Um. Uh. Hotty thotty Shiro. Anyway. Um, sorry, I I got real distracted by by uh that side tangent of of about okay. Hot Shiro. Um, I think Wait, what I, were you gonna say, Kate? Before we oh, move sorry. on, I was gonna I was gonna ask Fen if uh they could do me a favor and send me the uh, Hot Shiro picture for oh science. God, <laughs> uh, independent verification. Once is again, an once science, again, I ben. must be smoting on the left hand and the right. <laughs> <laughs> you know we have the shiro defender the shiro tolerator and the shiro mer- 
That's kind of I'm Shiro Haters fan club. I have I absolutely Yes. You are there the are Shiro there killer. are anime boys and I'm like, mm, that guy's hot. You know what I mean? But even though even though I am a lesbian, I am not immune to that. Shiro? No. I understand I understand the appeal of Shiro, but even that picture, I understand the appeal. It just doesn't do anything for me. Fen, finish your thoughts before I before I uh, gut and kill Shiro in front of all of you. Um, I think I've said it before. <laughs> the the first like half of the route maybe is like set up, um, which makes sense when you remember. Oh right, this is the first fate work released to the public. Uh it feels less good when you're like yeah i know what a holy grail war is okay come on let's move it on um yeah i know roughly how magic works in this in this world come on let's go uh i think the my my uh enjoyment of the route is basically an exponential curve um in that or logarithmic anti inverse anyway um exponential goes up a lot at the very end yeah i really uh part of this is like oh remembering back to the first time i played this i popped off so hard for the for the uh horror bits at the end yeah Uh um because i hadn't played skihime and nothing else in the game was like like uh uh wow i almost i almost said her name Ryder. um she yeah. is like oh yeah like weird blood fort and like skin melting is a little bit it and then like Ilya killing shiro a bunch of different ways is like a little bit it yeah, yeah. but then the the moment of going down into the church basement i was like yo <laughs> um, damn i miss tsukihime <laughs> milt man i love tsukihime <laughs> um and so yeah it's like it's interesting having played this after tsukihime uh the ways in which uh saber is 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 design wise similar to arcoid uh-huh which is role wise but yeah plays a very different role yes in terms of she's role wise in that she's the main heroine she's a blonde she's her root serves as an introduction to how things work etc etc but personality wise and what kind of character she is completely different yeah very 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 different um I, yeah, I, I've said it before. I will say it again. I love how sad and tortured Saber is yes. about her country. Um, uh, I'm glad the ending, the ending is in, is one of my favorite parts, like the variant of Shiro and Saber saying goodbye to each other. And then we get the split epilogue. Aren't we supposed to be talking about Shiro right now? Are we? Yeah. I thought I we were talking about the that... route as a whole. No, I thought we were talking about Shiro, everyone's opinions on Shiro since that's where we started. So, I've been waiting to talk about Shiro for a while. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. Finish finish your thought. Um Yeah. You have a lot of thoughts, and so you're just like bubbling over with excitement because you like this route a lot. Yeah. Um I think I'm sorry. I yeah. Continue, continue, please. Zoned out apparently. Um Anyway, yeah. I like I like uh Shiro at the end. Just kind of going like, yeah, that was like we said everything we needed to. Um, anyway, let's like, and now our life continues. Mm-hmm. It's a really, uh, it's a, like a pleasant. Um, I think 
Yeah, and you don't get, like, part of it is, oh, right, Saber's about to die, so she doesn't have forever to live with her. Um, right, we're talking about Shiro. Uh, I do have something to say about this ending. Uh, so she doesn't have forever to live with, like, regret about not spending more time with Shiro mm-hmm. in the way that Arcoid kind of does in in her true end. Arcoid's is a sadder ending, but also I think in a certain sense the existence of the second ending kind of undercuts it a little bit. Well, and I think, yeah, Arcoid's is sad. Arcoid's is sadder because neither person is able to let go. Uh huh. Both of them are like, oh, as long as I'm alive. I'm going to hang on to what could have been. Yeah. And like, she will move on eventually, but Arcweed will never be able to. Maybe she will move on. I think he will eventually. Sure. But, but the fact that she came to say, he's not even trying. Not at that. He's like every, every afternoon he's just sitting in the classroom going like, damn, I think her appearing is the, and like telling him, Hey, you have to get over this is the, okay. She, she will move on from this now. Yeah. I think it's going to be way harder for him than it was for Shiro. But the the reason I call Tsukihime's ending, the true ending, a tragedy. Uh, spoilers for Tsukihime, I guess. We've said that at the We've said right. that. Um, we're going to, we're going to, the obvious parallel for Saber is Arcweed in this, even though they're not really the same kind of character. They, their roots parallel each other in interesting yeah. ways. This is what I mean when it's a tragedy. Arcoid can't move on from this. Mm-hmm. Like, the ending for her is that she's going to dream about this moment forever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So Shiki gets to move on. She can't. And, like, Saber is at peace. She died. She's not trapped being a servant forever because of a bad deal with the devil. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and Shiro, satisfied in her ending, gets to let her go and be like, she's happy. She's in a better place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That's interesting. I think that I like both. Both both endings. I think that Arcoids is undercut a little by having a like ending where she's just fine. <laughs> and there's yeah. no there's no real difference. The difference is something changes in fact that happened hundreds of years before the game started. Yeah. Because of choices you made. And it's a really weird way to do it. Yeah. This game, this is helped by only having the one ending for Saber. Yeah. I think. Because that's the proper the ending is, for her. Arcoid's true ending is tragic. Yes. Saber's is melancholy. Yes, exactly. That's what I mean when I say it's sadder, is because it's kind of a meaner ending. Things are less clean. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, Arcoid, maybe she's happy, but it's like a sad way to be happy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And Shiro and Saber both get to be happy, even if they can't be together. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God, it's funny that you mention uh, Arcoid getting the true yeah. end and the good end, because in the epilogue, when Saber is like, "Hey, if I close my eyes again, do you think I'll be able to go back uh-huh. to the same dream?" I had a moment of hope that somehow <laughs> Saber was just going to pop up again, nope. because like. I know there's other media where she's hanging out with Must follow Shiro. a different route. I assume. I, I mean, guess. there's... <laughs> I was just like, oh my god, are they gonna? And the answer was no. But, you know. Uh, there's Tsukihime stuff where Yumizuka's hanging out and she doesn't fucking survive any of those routes. Uh-huh. 
Oh, that's true. That's true. That's true. Best girl, Yumizuka. Uh, we all love Yumizuka Satsuki and her very normal life and uh, yeah. personality. Sashin! Mm-hmm. Let me talk about Shiro now. I just don't like the little twerp very much. <laughs> this is my thing about Shiro, is that I just kind of have a gut reaction against him. I don't like his design very much. I don't think he's... I don't like his, like, conservative grandpa attitude. Uh, I don't like the way he talks to women. <laughs> I don't like his motivation. I don't think it's a very fun, interesting motivation to me personally. Even if I think it's a... Can, it can be an interesting, well-told story. I even like it when Saber does it better. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just, I don't like his framing a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm sure by the end of this game, I will like Shiro significantly more than where I started, which was rock bottom. Mm-hmm. But I'm never going to be, even if, I'm never trying to say, oh, Shiro's story is badly written. Aside from, like, I think they could play down the misogyny a little bit. Uh, and they will in the future. So that'll be nice. You know? It's just that he doesn't click for me. Maybe, maybe, like, the self-sacrificing thing just doesn't work for me as well. Maybe I just particularly dislike superheroes. You know what I mean? Saber is the same as Shiro. Right? She also wants to take the whole world on her shoulders. But she's more of a pragmatist to it. And she has reason to believe that more is riding on her shoulders than Shiro, who is just some fucking loser. Yeah. Who, like, talks big and doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's that's Shiro's bit. Is he's like, wow, I want to be a superhero. Anyway, I guess I'll go fix heaters at school. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He doesn't really got much going on. Yeah. It's the thing that comes up once where he's like, oh, I just help people uh-huh. all the time, and that's how you make the yeah. world better, right? And then he's like, wait a minute, no, that's there has to be but more you know to what? it than that. That's a perfectly valid thing to do. Just be nice to the people around you, Shiro. You're just a fucking guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he's just some dude. A big part of my problem with Shiro is uh, the way he treats Saber. And I know... I know he's not, it's not really going to be a big part of the other roots, but my problem here is that he doesn't ever recant. Not even the slightest bit. Shiro's thing is that he is cruel to Saber, pushes her around, like, denigrates her constantly, treats her as less than what she is, and does not listen to a word that she says for the entire route, and then shuts up as soon as a worse guy comes along so that he looks good by comparison. The bit on the bridge after uh, he runs, or, yeah, after he runs off and leaves uh-huh. her standing there, and then he comes back, and they're talking, and, like, there's this reconciliation, I'm like, oh, shit, Shiro might actually learn a thing, and he explicitly says that he won't <laughs> he say can't even bring himself sorry. to apologize like, for the things that he did. You know what I mean? It hurts me personally. Uh-huh. Yeah, it just sucks. And like the the answer to it is he's just going to keep his mouth shut. You know, he, he's learned from saying that it's a good thing that one of his friends got assaulted on the street that you just don't say those things to women and they won't get so mad at you for no reason. Yeah, it's like it's fine to shut the fuck up. But also, I just wish that I didn't know that it was boiling under the surface. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
That was a real low point for me with Shiro when he fucking said that about the about the archery club captain. Uh, yeah, so I'm just not. I just don't like him. This is this is more personal preference. I just don't like this kind of character. Mm-hmm. Blech. This is a case of for for me. Some of Shiro's actions this route. Most of Shiro's actions this route, bad. Yes. Some of them, inexcusable. Mm-hmm. But they did help a lot of people get to work on time, <laughs> so it's impossible to tell if it's really bad or no, not. No, it's the... I I think I do like the um, him being self-sacrificing more than you. I guess I'm just a more selfish one. person. I'm like, I don't really care. Uh-huh. Or... Maybe I'm just a more pessimistic person, and I'm like, no, you can't move the whole world. That I get. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. I guess it's the... For me, it's like, yeah, I do... To some extent, I find... Um, I don't want to be a superhero, but I do care about people mm-hmm. around me and do want to help them. I do, them. too. I don't like, want to make myself sound like a... <laughs> um. I guess that just works more for me. And uh-huh. and also, again, it is hard not to, to take the rest of Shiro into uh-huh. into my, uh, like, evaluation of him and say, like, yeah, this part's bad, but the rest of him is pretty good. Because there isn't much, there isn't much the rest of him this route. Yeah. And the thing is that this stuff is just, he's just not going to talk. He's just not going to say it. You know what I mean? He's still a sexist little twerp. I just, he fe- reads so, like, a okay, Kate, you were going to say something. Yeah. Before we move on too far. There's a bit, yeah, I know, there's a bit about the bridge scene that I wrote in my notes when I was thinking about, like, wrap-ups and stuff. I feel like it's, aside from the, oh, this part of him is inescapably relatable, I feel like this is my big thing about Shiro. Like, the way he acts when he's feeling rejected like that, he's so mm-hmm. petulant and bitter. And, like, I can sympathize with the frustration. Like, I can sympathize with the feeling of trying to help someone and having them reject your help like that. Having them go, no, actually, I'm committed to this course of action. Like, I get that. But... There's this thing about Shiro where he talks about caring about people, and he obviously does care about people to some degree, and then, like, he so desperately wants to make Saber happy. Like, he wants to see her smile. That's a thing that comes up repeatedly. And then he's so unwilling to accept that maybe he made a mistake maybe he did something wrong he's so like oh i want to see her happy and also he just doesn't ever listen Mm -hmm. to her and i'm like how can you say that you care for this person so much how can you be like oh This is the person I want to focus myself on. I want to see them get the joy they deserve and also not 
fucking listen to them. Also, not try to understand them. It drives me up a wall. And, like, in my notes, I, I'm i going back and forth between, is he just a misogynist? Is he just an asshole to women? Or has he picked up, like, this weird toxic masculinity that's like no i'm a man and therefore my place is to do this and my role is to do this thing and he won't let himself see that he's fucking yeah part up. of that is just nasu's like general gender hang-ups right because like we get that kind of stuff with she she uh shiki too you know what i mean it's like oh he doesn't yes. he's not so bad as some people but he's definitely got a little bit of like oh men and women are a, sp- a certain way right Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's it's a character arc, right? Chiro's not done cooking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> also, some of the stuff Metaphorically. that Kate just said is like, yeah, and that's why it sucks to be a superhero. Yeah. Because you, you don't listen to anyone around you. Uh-huh. Just do what is quote-unquote right. Uh-huh. And, like, no one tells oh. you what is right. Mm-hmm. You just know, and then you do it, and, oh. uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is the, like, yeah, and that it's bad. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, and it's bad. Yeah, no, if you've, if you've appointed yourself as, like, I'm the one who defends the world, I'm the one who mm-hmm. looks out for everyone, then... I mean, you end up in the same place as Saber in this version of the myth, where, like, she's doing the things that are best for everyone, and nobody likes her for it. (laughs) So, okay, that's a thing I hadn't considered. Thank you, Fen. I think part of it for me is that my dislike of Shiro is a lot personally driven, because, like, even at his heights, his, like, heights of likability are gruff gruff grandpa who cooks you dinner. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't like my grandpa. (laughs) (laughs) just like yeah not particularly i'm just not i just was never like just that kind of character doesn't really do much for me you know what i mean it's like oh it's fine it's whatever i think i think this is a thing with the fate route in in general with fate stay night so far for me is that i am so far enjoying it less than i expected and I've been told that I should enjoy it more by a bunch of people. <laughs> or that I will start enjoying it more. I was listening to Homestuck Made This World. A great podcast about Homestuck recently. And the hosts were talking about this this surgeons at a certain time of Homestuck uh, like live blogs. Where two people would read Homestuck. One person who already liked it and one person who didn't like it. And the person who didn't like Homestuck would be won over at a certain point. Everyone would be happy about it. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how I feel like what people are acting is going to happen with me and Shiro. And it's just like, maybe part of it is just me being extra hard on him because I'm being petulant because I don't like people telling me what I will or will not feel about a thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But also it's just, I've never really liked Shiro. He's in other stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just don't really care for his character that much i've seen him in unlimited blade works he's versions of him are in fake grand order i've like i've seen this guy for the record it is entirely reasonable for you to know yeah no i don't think anyone's demanding i think that it's just there's a certain expectation 
Uh, and I think people are underestimating how attached I was to Tsukihime. Mm-hmm. I do think I would probably be much <laughs> higher true. on this game if I hadn't played Tsukihime first, because Tsukihime is just a vibe that I I like better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fascinating. And also, again, part of it is just that I'm surprised that I don't like it more so far. Not that I'm disliking my time with the game. It's just, I've seen a lot of Fate stuff. There's a lot of self-sacrificing characters. I've read a lot of shonen. There's a lot of self-sacrificing shonen boys out there. I don't ever really care that much about that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. That makes sense. I would say, from the shonen I have watched, uh... Battle Hunter and Emmett, or My Hero Academia being the two that are My Hero Academia on. is the like pro, is a uh, prototypical battle shonen. Both of, kind of both of those are just yeah, I don't know, dude, just try better. Yeah. And then you'll and then you'll beat the enemy. Uh-huh. That's it. That's all you need to do. Uh-huh. Just get better. And like that's being slightly reductive. Yeah. But it really is just oh, you ran into a problem you can't solve? Punch harder. Yeah. Uh-huh. Do a training arc. And then you'll win. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and, like, resolve something and believe in uh-huh. yourself more. That kind of thing. And that is that is intensely boring to me. Yeah. Uh, in ways that, like, yeah, again, I can't talk about it too much because, like, we have two more rounds of this game. I'm... Here's the thing, is that I'm expecting to uh, like Unlimited Blade. At this point, I'm like, oh, I'm just not going to like Unlimited Blade works then. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read that and be like, wow, yeah, that was, I guess I read that. <laughs> oh, it's the worst route in this game? Yeah, uh-huh. That's what, that's what I'm expecting. I kind of thought at first that it might be a case of, like, uh, of order, right? Orders of magnitude. Mm-hmm. Like, I like one, the, the first route the least, the second route better, third route best. Now I, it's all up in the air for me. I'm probably still going to end up really high on Heaven's Feel because that's just... It's just the kind of person I am. Uh-huh. But there's unlimited blade works would have to be real, real different from the anime. Not just a little different from the anime. It would have to be real different from the anime to get me to even consider it over the fate route. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh I I hope we get I hope we get more Ilya. Yeah. I hope we get more I know some stuff about Ilya. Not very much, honestly, but I know some vibes about Ilya that may make me want to see more of her as a character. Mm-hmm. In this route, she doesn't really do much, despite being so much of the route. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. It, yeah. Ilya in this route is, like, kind of like Chaos, in yeah. that she's, like, a mid-boss before yeah. the real boss. Yeah, and she's, like, scary, and, like, oh, how could we ever beat her? And then, like, they beat her, and then they yeah. move on to, et cetera, et cetera. Which is, like, if you have heard me say I like Ilya, I think I said this even Probably. during this route. Almost none of it is this route. Like, she's barely a character. Mm-hmm. I said this part to you, I think, not on podcast, but when... When I, we first got to Rin, uh, spattered against the wall at the end there, and then they were like, actually, she's fine, she's not dying. I was a little like, oh, come on, she was so fucking dead. But I do think, by the ending, I think that uh, having her dead too would probably have distracted from the Saber stuff too much, you know what I mean? Yeah. I totally get uh-huh. Well, it's fun, 
It's fun that she got betrayed by Kotamine because she trusted him despite everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's fun seeing her, like, walking up to Shiro, almost saying, you're dealing with this way better than I am. Uh, Uh what's up? And he's just like, yeah, I don't know. Like, we had a perfect ending. Uh (laughs) Um, yeah, it is fun her being there to, to be a counterpoint to Shiro's like extremely calm like yeah everything's fine no regrets and Rin's out here like yeah I got some regrets though <laughs> uh-huh yeah well let's see if unlimited blade works helps with any of those regrets it will not I just don't like Rin and Shiro together as like I just I, don't see how I they work as a couple to, I have to read the two of them as friends uh-huh uh or I just get miserable. Because, yeah, they don't... They don't click. No. I know that Shiro is secretly part of the Rin fan club or whatever. Um, But, like, I don't know. There's just no... I complained about this during the whole... The, during the Fate Route, too. was, like, there wasn't a lot of chemistry between him and Saber until, like, way late in the thing. Mm-hmm. And that kind of, like, happened suddenly. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But, like, him and Rin weird i don't like it yeah yeah i'm here for rin dragging the absolute shit out of him not any yeah. sort of like romance mm-hmm, vibes mm-hmm. uh you would like uh if not the whole thing you would like sendra gahada from bakemonogatari in yeah. that case uh-huh now that's a girl who would just absolutely eviscerate her boyfriend hmm <laughs> I, I just put my hands on my cheeks, like, ah, yes. What, did, you, did you roll your eyes? No, I oh. was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Or, uh, she's the real heights of the her just, like, being such a nasty person to him is so fun. Uh-huh. Okay. What uh, what else I got? You you say a couple things, Kate. Okay. Um. So I got a couple things on my mind. Quick thing... I keep thinking of both Taiga and Ilya a certain, like, the word that keeps coming to mind is that they're charming to me. Hmm. Like, they're not pleasant people. (laughs) Taiga, because she's just sort of this immature, fucking ludicrously energetic, arguably emotionally manipulative. Mm. I don't think she's doing it on purpose, but the way that she's like so aggressively disappointed at people and uh-huh. I'm like, hmm, bad vibes. But like, every time she go- shows up on screen, I'm still like, it's Tyga! Because like, she wins me over anyway. She's fun even mm-hmm. though I absolutely don't want to like, I'd go out to lunch with her and then go home. You'd be uh, paying. I would be peg. I'm fine with that. But, uh, and like, Ilya's similar. She's an amoral, sadistic... Baby. Completely, uh, yeah, baby, completely unconcerned about human lives, worryingly horny for Shiro. (laughs) Yeah. She's also got, like, cute, excited moments, and I find myself liking her when she's all cheerful, and I'm like, it's hard for me to go, ah, I hate this character, even though she's, like, a terrible person, fundamentally. Hmm. My only other note is Shiro Issei is endgame, and nobody will convince me otherwise. 
Chiru Issei is nowhere near as strong as Shiki Adihiko. That's yeah. true. That's true. It's Shiru Issei is a poor second to Shiki Adihiko. Shiki Adihiko is up there. That's good stuff. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. This is also, I just don't, I don't care much for Issei. He's fine. Just, he's got the same problem as, uh, for me as Shiro with like, the the most boring Shiki for me was the one who was like a dad drinking tea with his old lady wife CL. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. so, two two conservative grandpas does not <laughs> does not help my initial issue of I don't really care for a grandpa. They can be rubbish grandpas together. I guess somewhere else. Yes, Taiga. Taiga. Taiga gives me bad flashbacks to Kagetsu Toya. Tiger's fine. Like I like her some. I like Tiger Dojos. I like Tiger Dojos because they aren't intruding on the main game quite in the same way. Yeah, I think that there's just so much time devoted to her squealing and screaming and crying. You know what I mean? I'm just Mm -hmm. like, this is already too long. Like, come on, cut me some slack. Yeah, I think. Uh huh. I like Taiga because Taiga dojos. Yes. I don't know that I have any thoughts or feelings about Taiga in the main game. Uh-huh. She's, she's definitely she's she's there to like lighten the mood, but I don't know if the mood needs to be lightened like that. I yeah. guess. Like other characters are just funnier to me. Mm-hmm. Like the the jokes, like Rin's uh like shitty faces as she's making fun of someone in the background while they're having a serious conversation is more funny than any amount of like Taiga being a deadbeat uh can be for me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely fair and degree. Yeah, but it's just like personal preference, right? Um, Ilya, she's fine. She's fine right now. I liked her. I like her kind of early on as like a. Uh, immovable wall you mm-hmm. know what i mean that's fun but she doesn't really have much going on that i find that interesting so far she's just an evil baby i've seen even so there's a lot of stuff with evil babies in them you know <laughs> i think i just inherently like the the bit where she can flip back and forth the gap between... moe yeah susceptible the to gap moe can... i see flip back and forth between cheerfully running around like a kid and also, I'm going to kill you because she just like they're all the same thing to her. She doesn't have that line between these things are normal and these things yeah. are not. The best Ilya in this route is Ilya Park Ilya having conversations with Ilya. Shiro over treats. Mm-hmm. Yes, Far absolutely away. agreed. Like her, there's some cute moments of them all together in the house because I do like dinner time stuff. In Saber, this, I do like Saber and her uh, hanging out. Saber wiping uh, stuff <gasps> off of her teeth uh-huh. is maybe my favorite CG from this. Oh, part. that was very good. It's very cute. But I do think that uh, the energy of her at Ilya Park is my favorite yes. Ilya so far. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't like... There was not very many bad ends that impressed me this route. Probably none. Yeah. They're mostly short... Some were conceptually interesting, uh, but a lot of them just didn't diverge enough for me. Mm-hmm. Like, there was no Yumizuka bad end in the classroom, you know what I mean? You remember mm-hmm. that one, Fan? Yeah. That was fa- Dark Kiss Mark. Uh-huh. Shout out to Dark Kiss Mark. Fantastic. Uh-huh. 
This is also day titles are disappointing to me. Oh yeah. I would love an ending <laughs> like the the one Akiha ending where she, where Shiki's fucking dead. I would love a Shiro is dead ending <laughs> where we get to see characters after that. I don't think we're going to get that. I don't think there's enough time for one of those. No. But I would love yeah. that. Uh-huh. That would be really cool. Not even cuz this isn't even my anti-Shiro agenda. I just li- would like to see I do have an anti-Shiro agenda, but this isn't that. This is me being like, I would like to see these characters dealing with that in the aftermath of his death. Yeah. You want to see the fallout from it. Like, assuming this happened, what's it like after? Yeah. And uh, I miss sense. I miss day titles. I miss good day titles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't even play Tsukihime. I was like, oh, I miss the good day titles. These ones are... I'm also, okay, I guess. I also think it's interesting that all the other routes have multiple endings, have two endings each. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, they do. I think it's interesting that Kohaku got one ending and now as the the closing route and now uh Arc or uh, Saber, not Arc route, <laughs> gets one ending as the opening route and everyone else has multiple endings. That'll be that'll be interesting mm-hmm. to go back to after uh a couple of routes of like, oh, there's only one ending. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious how that will affect my read of those things because in Tsukihime, a lot of times it's here's the tragic truth of things and here's the wish fulfillment. If you want to feel a little better after that, yeah. Uh huh. I wonder what, how if that will be different this time or it will function kind of in a similar way. Mm-hmm. Then, do you have any closing thoughts? Um. Any expectations for Unlimited Blade Works? I know you can't talk about that. What do you hope I get out of Unlimited Blade Works? I hope that you see that it's a worthy route, even if you don't like it. I like, expect to like it more than the anime, from from yeah. the vibes I'm getting. If it, if it beats the anime for me, which at the time I enjoyed, I just didn't get a lot out of it, I think. Because mm-hmm. uh, it was the second Fate thing I'd ever seen. Yeah. After Grand wild. Order. Yeah. Uh, the thing for me is like unlimited blade that I even like really, zero better and I didn't like zero much at the time although I've come to I've warmed up on it. The thing that I keep coming back to is like oh right none of the anime is very good. Yeah. <laughs> like they are fundamentally anime made for people who have read the thing and want to see the and then want to see it animated. It not for people to watch as a first example. We'll, we'll, I'll, we'll cut this reference, but the anime did give us uh, Kotamine plucking the like wine glass out from in front of Gil's dick. <laughs> that Shout is out true. to Zero Anime. Um, yeah, I think uh, I really enjoyed... Again, my enjoyment of this route goes up as we go on. Um, true. There are some characters that I enjoyed. I was really high on it by the end. Yeah, I was kind of surprised at how much you were enjoying it at the end. Like, not, not really, because I was like, "Oh, right, yeah, it gets good." It at gets the end. good. Um, but I was a little. Like, I was really hard oh, on it for a long time. Oh, Ben does like some things that are good. <laughs> oh, oh, um, oh, Ben, you Shiro fucker! <laughs> wow. <laughs> I said he was cute. Why don't you go marry him? Not that I dinner. wanted to ever touch him. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
That was the sheerest right. thing you've ever said, Ben. <laughs> um, <laughs> He's literally like, Saber can go marry the Holy Grail yeah. if she likes it so much. Um, I think, yeah, there are characters like Ilya who I got. I was like, oh, yeah, right. I know your whole deal. I love this. Mm-hmm. Um, that is like, oh, yeah, I, n- none of that comes through this route, really. Ilya is more fun if you know, like things yeah. about her from the future and you can like read this in a the way she acts this route in a diff- completely different way i completely forgot that she survived not that <laughs> it really matters because no. um uh yeah the ending is like is nice i like i like the split epilogue a lot um of like oh right shiro's like doing fine them not pulling that punch and, at the end of her being dead is part of the reason that i was high on it by the end you know yeah uh-huh um i love i love uh the moment of her saying i love you and then the wind blowing and her just being fantastic gone. moment yes um the last fight is very cool you know what the I mean? last fight is fun um like formally yeah it is a fun like cutting between uh saber and shiro over mm-hmm. and over again mm-hmm. uh like every time something big happens is mm-hmm. fun uh i will Oh, I love it when Nasu writes horror, yeah. and I'm kind of bummed that like Grand Order has like none of that. I'm trying to think if there is anything that, like, in Grand Order, Order horror that I would like uh, consider horror. The there's way that really like great... Hime or the end of there's a is. really great Shuten Doji scene that we talk about all the time. Oh yeah, I would okay. call that horror. There's like one scene in uh, Shimosa. Yeah. You have not gotten there yet. You'll you'll know it when you see it, and you'll be really excited about it. I see. Um. Yeah, it's it's good. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's good. Hey, it's good. Uh, mm-hmm. I like Saber a lot. Yeah. Great. Oh, I love Saber. Saber is in fact very good. Yeah. There's a reason that there's the reason that she's the main girl of the root. That's because she's very good. Yeah. Or main root of the game. I think that's the the thing for me is that like yeah, I think I I keep coming back to it, but the reason I like Saber is that yeah, listen, is that Fen, she's a tragic figure. Listen, Fen, I've got vanilla ice cream in the fridge right now. Sometimes you just want the scoop of vanilla ice cream. I'm going to stop recording. Right <laughs> now. now I want ice cream. You should get some ice cream out. The thing for me is like yes, Saber looks like she's vanilla ice cream, but mm-hmm. is in fact not at all vanilla ice cream. She's a little bit. She's vanilla ice cream, but she's a sad vanilla ice cream cone. The thing, well, as opposed to Hisui, who you also accuse of being vanilla ice cream, Uh Hisui is like, oh yeah, she's just your like slightly traumatized childhood friend. Saber like Saber has way more going on. I'll give you that. It's hard to have less going on than Hisui. Oof. We're part of the abnormal mapping <laughs> network. Wait, 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 wait. Kate, do you have any closing thoughts? Uh, Saber's French vanilla. She looks like oh, she'd be a British vanilla. Thank you very much. Okay. There is, it's not a flavor. British vanilla doesn't she's exist. Blueberry at the very least. Yeah, okay. she's she's my, got blueberry sauce on her. Definitely. Yes. My point is like you go. Oh, she seems fairly simple and straightforward, and then you're like, oh. This is actually a lot more complex than I expected, mm-hmm. in a pleasant way. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, this was good, and uh, I wish I hadn't had to get up at 6am to finish it. <laughs> I'm because so sorry. I'm a horri- no, 
this is my fault. I am a horrendous procrastinator. Uh-huh. I am looking forward to listening to the next ones and not going, oh no, I'm so far behind. Uh-huh, yeah, you won't have to worry about that. We are part of the Abnormal Mapping Network, mm-hmm. where you can find great podcasts. Such fine products as... Abnormalmapping.net? Is that it? Is it not net? One sec. Abnormalmapping.biz. <laughs> it's not com. Don't go there. It's a normal.com thing. Okay. I just checked. What are you typing? Um, oh, yeah. Okay, abnormalmapping.com. The, there's a list of shows. Yeah, those sorts um, of stuff. Great Gundam Project. Hey, go back. Abnormal Mapping on Patreon. Great Gundam Project is a is a fun list. Have you started to turn on Zeta? Are you enjoying Zeta? Yeah, right I'm fully enjoying Zeta now. It took you like, a while. You used to episode, it. It took like until like episode 20 or something. Uh-huh. Uh, the first 20 episodes, I would like sit down. We've talked about this before, but Ben and I watch anime once a week, basically together. Um. We watch seasonal shows and then backup shows, and we'd sit down. I'd be like, "Oh yeah, seasonal shows," and then we get through all of them, and I'm like, "Now we have God, to eat our vegetables." Damn it! I have Gundam four Zeta. episodes of Zeta Gundam in front of me. This is miserable. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, Zeta's picked up a lot. We're on episode thirty-five or something next. Yeah, we're getting towards um, the end. Yeah, I'm real. I'm enjoying it way more now. Uh-huh. Uh huh. even if. Every time you think that uh, Nasu has gender hangups, who boy? Oh, Tomino. Oh, no. Tomino really has some things to say about men and women in their place. Um, the thing that I appreciate about Nasu is at least that, like, every time he writes a woman character, you're like, oh, right. Mm-hmm. You are writing men as weird, sexist assholes because that's how you view men, not mm-hmm. because that is your your uh view of how women should actually be treated he can certainly write women like they're human which is impressive (laughs) um anyway uh next time next time right next time what days are we go listen to abnormal mapping they they're doing a year of handhelds um which is or like handheld games are they gonna talk about the little thing with the crank they just did mother three i think that yes they did and as one i can't remember if it was on a voip life or if it was on an abnormal mapping i think it was on an abnormal mapping um they talked about uh metal gear acid 2 um which made me want to go play metal gear acid 2 mm-hmm. um i think acid is the card based one i have no idea what any of this anyway is. um yeah uh also hey i'm gonna i'm gonna be on novel not new at some point uh yeah sequence breaking again stay tuned for that you um, wanton hussy <laughs> sometimes ben looks at me like i'm not human <laughs> uh, these are kaguya jokes by the way well yeah. go listen go watch kaguya love is war um okay okay you would like it for sure yeah, yeah. it's it's very straight but and not Kate, Kate brought a hat thing to no, us. No, I'm I'm I, telling the yeah. audience it is very straight. Uh huh. Um, there is and, one girl. There is some lesbians in that show. Yes, 
There's ear licking involved in one of them. Oh. There's another girl who says something about one, like another girl being so pure that she just wants to lock her in the basement and see what happens. Uh huh. Um. Oh, that's incredible. But it is. It is primarily. It's very straight. Um. About about how goofy het romance is. Yes. Um. Not. It is not good enough to make me wish it was or not wish it was gay. Yeah. Uh, but it is still very enjoyable. Um, there's one other thing that I wanted to shout out. I mean, uh, go back Scanline Media. Oops, all anime is a is a fun show. Uh-huh. Um, they talked about the girls' last tour anime, which I Ooh. I kind of agree with them that it's not very good, and I, I really hope true. that they read the the manga. I don't think the anime is not good. I like the anime a lot. I mean, it's all vibes, but it's fine. Uh, what else do we say at the end? Oh, where okay. can people find you, Ben? Wait. Key. That, wait, wait. We didn't say what's next time. Oh. Let's talk about what's going up next time. We're starting Unlimited Blade Works. Yes. I'm going to reread the prologue. You don't have to if you're reading along. I think we're probably going to do days one through five? Five or six, because the first three days are going to go. Um, I would say one through five just because that's two days and there's going to be some new scenes yeah, in the first three that we talk about and we'll get to um, the first big chunk and yeah. also hey ben what? i'm almost finished with ai2 somni or somnium files and you need uh, some extra time need, to finish it I need to finish it <laughs> uh I'll be rereading the prologue for this because it's Rin involved i will not be reading it again for heaven's field because i think there's the prologue to tsukihime is Filled with things that are never explained until the very end of the game. The prologue to uh, Fate Stay Night is a very straightforward thing. Yes. Very good. I like it a lot. But I just want to see... I just want to get in a Rin vibe before going into the Rin route. Uh-huh. Um, Fen, where can people find you on the internet? People can find me at fennec.moe. Uh-huh. Uh, you can find the show at moonarchive.art. Mm-hmm. But our schedule uh, that lists um, episode... But yeah, lists uh, everything that we're planning on covering at moonarchive.art slash schedule. Mm-hmm. You can find a list of all the non-Type Moon related works that we've talked about at moonarchive.art slash Yuri. It's not all Yuri. No. <laughs> um, uh, where can people find you, Ben? You can find me on Twitter at Ben Ends. You can find me talking about the uh, very slow but ongoing development of a visual novel called Reckless Sympathy at my uh, other Twitter account, Doom Gender. By the time this is out, I should have a demo rule. Like, it's more of a proof of concept, and it'll only be available for patrons, so it's probably not really relevant for me to talk about here. But, you know, I got I got a little tiny slice of that game finished, so I'm feeling pretty good about that. Nice. I have no idea how long this game is going to be. It may be uh, long enough to kill me. Well, Can this you... is the first I've heard about the demo, so I'm pretty fucking excited. Oh, yeah, it's done. I, I exported it. It's on, uh, whatchamacallit, itch right now. I just haven't made the post till Monday. Kate, where can people find you? I am on Twitter at K81021F. And uh, basically nowhere else, so it's Twitter or bust. Mm. You don't really exist in the real world. You're an internet entity. I am. It's true. Uh-huh. For all you know, I live in your computer. Yes. Uh-huh. Is there anything else? You don't have anything you want to plug? No? Nope. All Not right. Freedom. I think Fen should do the thing. Fen? 
You want? Oh, wait, 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 wait. There's one more thing that we do. Fan, do you have any ideas for if someone wanted to leave a five-star review of our podcast on their podcatcher of choice, uh, particularly Apple? Uh, please leave a five-star review that says, uh, this rating is for Guinevere's Big Naturals and does not uh, at all pertain to the quality of the podcast Fate Moon Archive. Shoutouts to Guinevere's Big Naturals. Yes. One day, let's meet in the digital sea. 